Dionisio at the plate. He's over two today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's oh, it's raining now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. And today we have a doubleheader uh, for you, whereas uh, not a literal doubleheader, but uh, two games for the price of one here. Uh, so we're going to be reviewing uh, our experience at the June 14th Cubs-Pirates game and the June 16th Orioles Cubs game. Um, a lot of stuff to cover, and we'll get into it very shortly. But this is episode number 202, 202. So, Jack, who's your 202 guy? Yeah, uh, my 202 guy is Carl Everett, who hit 202 oh, nice. home runs. Uh, Jurassic Carl, as he was <laughs> known. Um, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, but uh, he's famous for his uh, views um, where he doesn't believe in dinosaurs. Uh-huh. Uh, his exact quote uh, was, the Bible never says anything about dinosaurs. You can't say there were dinosaurs when you never saw them. Somebody actually saw Adam and Eve eating apples. No one ever saw Tyrannosaurus Rex. So um, the Boston Globe uh, writer, columnist Dan Shaughnessy, uh, dubbed him uh, Jurassic Carl. Uh, you know, he was he was an, uh, an interesting guy. He also questioned the validity of the Apollo moon landing. Uh, you, you wouldn't find him at... Uh, you know, at any pride festivities, and uh, he's he's got a couple of domestic violence things uh, going for him. So, uh, you know, he's <laughs> definitely a candidate for uh, the Danny Amendola Great Guy Award, but uh, he did make two all-star teams, uh, and he was a good player in his prime, so uh, there was that. He, he was around long enough to hit 202 home runs. Yeah, uh, interesting. Um, th- this guy, he would be flourishing now. I wonder what he's been up to. Um, maybe, <laughs> Jack, maybe he's Q, you know? I don't know. No, yeah, yeah. I uh, that's yeah, that's that's a good point, Jeremy. Um, if, if he knows how to use a computer, that is, which has highly <laughs> doubtful. I would guess, you know, yeah. um, uh, one thing that uh, about Carl Everett that nobody ever really talks about here in Chicago is that he was a member of the 05 White Sox. He was like an an everyday player on the 05 White Sox. He had almost 550 plate appearances for him. But yeah. when people talk about that team, nobody ever mentions his name. It appears he had two different stints with the White Sox too. He did. Yeah, that's weird also. I, you know, I, and I, I don't think of him as a White Sox uh, at all, but he was a, a member of their, their 05 World Series team. I uh, got a ring with them. Um, you know, and that, that uh, 2005 team, it's going to be 20 years um, in 2025, so you know they're going to milk the hell out of that. Um, and I guess oh, yeah. they may need to bring him back when they honor that team. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll be fantastic. Um, yeah, because I don't think um, – <clears throat> I'm not sure if they're going to have a World Series to celebrate in, in the interim. So, yeah, I think they're going to just go all in with this 05 reunion, I guess. For sure. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, that's Carl Everett, uh, you know, two-time All-Star, World Series champion, uh, number 10 overall pick in the 1990 draft out of high school. He was picked by the Yankees. Um, but also a uh, very controversial figure. A lot of uh, numbers, like uniform numbers on his baseball reference. Uh, he's got like three rows of like numbers and, and jersey <laughs> designs, which is, you don't see usually that many, but that's, that's quite a lot, yeah. No, it, it, it is. Um, yeah, he definitely moved around a lot, probably, uh, probably due to uh, how he was in the clubhouse. 
yeah, I think um, he, he, I don't know if he, you know, he, it seems like he wore out his welcome pretty quick. Uh, so, yeah, there you go, Carl Everett. Nice one, Jack. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, uh, Jeremy, so we, we're going to do two games here, but we're actually going to start off with uh, some graphing that happened the night before. So Jeremy mentioned uh, we're going to do the June 14th and June 16th games, but uh, the Pirates series actually started on Tuesday, June 13th. Um, I went to the game that night. It was very cold and rainy, um, just unbelievably shitty. Uh, I had uh, I had the whole week off work, so uh, so those halcyon days of uh, you know just about five or six days ago when I when I you know was on vacation, I just decided to go to a bunch of games, um, and you know naturally the weather was really shitty. Uh, but we uh, we decided to graph uh, Tuesday, even though both of us didn't go to the game. So uh, so Jeremy met me outside the park. Um, he got there about the uh, bottom of the eighth inning and. Uh, you know, he and I got there, and we, you know, we were in the catbird seat. We were the only two people there. The Pirates are not a, a very popular team uh, when it comes to getting autographs. Uh, and so there were a few guys we wanted, uh, the first of whom was Bob Walk, a uh, former pitcher, most well-known with the Pirates, but has also been there, uh, you know, been an uh, analyst for them for almost uh, 30 years. So we, we definitely really wanted him. Yeah, uh, also, like, um, <clears throat> well-known for be- for kind of inventing that, like, that fake f- third to first uh, pickoff attempt thing, which I think is outlawed now. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we saw James Shields try it in a game uh, many years ago. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, it, yeah, definitely a guy from my childhood. I remember, um, you know, whenever there's a pitcher named Bob Walk, you know, that's pretty that's pretty cool. Um, and uh, so yeah, we we. Um, we, we were hoping for him. Um, he came out pretty early with the, the entire um, Pirates broadcasting team. Uh, so the play-by-play guy whose name uh, is escaping me. Although, you know, in retrospect, Jack, I kind of wish I would have got him just because he is a pretty, like, recognizable announcer. Um, mm-hmm. He has has some good, uh, like, like when they hit a home run, I think he says, like, cannonball. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, wave the Jolly Roger. Um and uh, yeah, something. There's some one other part that he says in in the home run call that's pretty good. So uh, I, I maybe would get him in the future. Um, but uh, Bob Walk came out, and so did Kevin Young. Yep. Um, but we got Bob Walk. Uh, he, we we called him over, and he signed for us. And um, you know, my if if you recall, like the the I get I, I have an autographed book that uh, I have the guy the guys uh, sign their cards from, and <clears throat> he almost he almost started racking that when 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 someone has like multiples of cards and then one guy signs multiples, they call it racking, and he almost uh-huh. started racking my cards, but I only had one Bob Walk card, so he almost signed like uh, Neil Walker's card, I think, <laughs> and I was like, oh no, just the one, and uh, yeah, but he came over and he was super nice to us. Um, I think. There was another guy who asked him how he was doing, right, Jack? Well, uh, I, I think he asked us. He's like, "How are we doing?" Um, okay. And then I, I, I responded, "I'm very well." And I think I asked, "How about you?" And he said, uh, uh, "He's like, well, I'm not very well." Uh, <laughs> and the pi- the Pirates had just been blown out, so I think that was kind of a that was kind of a joke. Um, he was cool though. He's a big guy too, Jeremy. He's he's listed on his card at six three one ninety five. Um, you know, he's a big dude. Uh, yeah. I don't know about you, but he made a meal out of uh, out of his autograph on mine. His name is Bob Walk. That's only seven letters, and it looks like there's about twenty seven letters in his autograph. Yeah, um, it looks like a whole paragraph on mine. <laughs> it does. So uh, yeah, he definitely seems like he relishes uh, signing. But um, 
yeah, he was super cool, and it was one of those things where he, he just kind of came over, was really cool. I was like, yeah, of course he's going to sign. Um, and then and then Kevin Young, like you mentioned, uh, p- uh, Pirates player in the 90s and early 2000s, um, uh, also came out. We weren't kind of quite sure that it was Kevin Young, but we quickly realized that it was. So he uh, he, he was standing there, too. We just kind of held up our pens to him, and, you know, he nodded. He came over. We both had the same card, Jeremy. It's one of the first times that we've ever had the same card get signed. I think well, it's, it's Young's uh, 94 tops card. Um, yeah, Bob, uh, Bob Walk and Kevin Young, we both got the same card signed. Oh, did you did you get the—oh, uh, yeah, I didn't know that. So you got the 86 Bob Walk, too, huh? The, the 86 traded, yeah, tops, tops traded, yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah, I didn't realize that. Um, I think yeah. in the base I think in the base set he's on the Braves still, um, and then oh, he got oh, traded. Oh, interesting. Or yeah, maybe not. I don't know. But he maybe he just didn't have a card in the in the base set, and so they put him in the tops traded set. But yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. This well, is his yeah, first that, Pirates and, card. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is a. It is a Pirates card. It's a cool one. Um, and and Young. Uh, Young's got a cool card for the one we got signed. He's like sliding. Uh, he's sliding into a base. Um, and uh, he gave us a good auto too. He he took his time with it. He signed it in a perfect spot. He's probably signed that card about a million times. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, super nice guy. Uh, I feel like we wouldn't have gotten both of them if they weren't uh, dead set on taking an Uber. So I think they got out to the bus really early, and then they were like, we don't want to wait 30 minutes for this bus to leave. Let's just take an Uber. And they, they yeah. got in an Uber. So I, the, I think that, the, that kind of uh, was good for us. The game started like an hour and a half. Like how long was the delay, Jack? Like Jeez, man. Uh, so, yeah, the, uh, the game started at about 8.15. Um, it was supposed to start at 7.05. Okay. I didn't, you know, I, I knew it was going to be delayed, so I didn't get there till about 7.45. So I, I was kind of lucky that I was, I was real short walking distance. But, yeah, they, they probably just wanted to get the hell out of there because it ended about, you know, 90 minutes later than they thought it was going to. Right, right. So, um, so yeah, so that was, uh, that, that was cool that we got them. Um, yeah, and so, you know, I think, like, we were kind of just, um, guys were just trickling out and whatnot. Um, at some point, uh, these two people came over next to Jack and um, they were both. Um, it's funny. They were wearing. So they were both. Um, uh, Co- they were both Korean, um, and they were wearing uh, Cubs gear. And one of the security guards came over and was like, "Hey, you guys know this isn't. This is the Pirates bus, right?" And he's like, "The guy's like, oh yeah, I know. I'm, he's like, I'm trying to get the Korean guy." Um, and I go, oh, "Okay, all right." And so like, yeah, they were trying to get Jiwon Bay. Yep. Um, and um, you know, I think. Um, they weren't. I feel like they didn't have to wait too too long no. before Jiwan Bay came out, um, <clears throat> and and he he did. Um, so he he came out and he actually signed for them. It almost looked like he was going into the bus, and then the guy called out something in Korean to him. I think he kind of came over. He was wearing like these like big mirror shades, I think. Yeah. And um, he came over. He signed for them. I think they. I don't know if they got a selfie or that he took a picture of him while he was signing or something like that. And we got poised uh, in hopes of getting him, and then he kind of just turned and got right on the bus. So yeah, that was um, that, that, that was disappointing. Um, not not too long after that, uh, Jimon Choi came out. Uh, yeah, the, the the girl who was with him had like a, a picture that they had printed off that um, they they got a picture with him last season. And so they, they, they printed this picture off and they were hoping to get it signed. And uh, none of us knew if G-Man Choi was with the team. I, I don't know how long he's been on the IL. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we weren't sure if he would actually be with the team. And then we saw, lo and behold, we did see him come out 
And uh, he went and he signed their photo for them. And I think that's when the guy took a picture of Jimon Choi. Um, and so he signed for them. And, you know, we were thinking, like, oh, boy, it's going to be the same situation with Bay. Um, but then we did call for him. And he kind of – he heard us. He looked over. And he kind of gave us, like, a kind of a befuddled look. <laughs> and then just, like – then just proceeded to sign for us. Um, yeah. So, so uh, yeah. I, I will say I do not think we get Jimon Choi without those two people being there. I agree. Uh, yeah, I agree. I don't think either of them would have come over. Um, if, you, as you re- may recall, folks, um, last season we were trying to get Jimon Choi when he was with the Rays, and him and Randy Rosarena like never came out to the uh, bus. We were pretty certain that they were back in the locker room slapping each other's asses with towels. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, they never came out. So uh, it was cool to to see him and to get the shot. Um, and uh, he's got an interesting signature. Um, it's, it's a it's a little messy, but um, at the end, I, I you know you watch the guy sign these autographs, and at the end, he drew like a Q in in his signature. I don't, I still don't know why. It's not like his number. It's not. It's not like it's C H O I. I I mean, I was thinking maybe that it was like the O and then the I, but it's clearly written like a Q. So I'm not sure what's up with that. No, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's very strange. Um, Unless he is Q, maybe he's Q. I no, don't know. I, I was just gonna make that that joke, man. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's not Carl Everett after all. Yeah, you know? exactly. All right, he's, well, he's hiding in plain sight. I wonder how um, those people would feel knowing that uh, Q is a South Korean gentleman. <laughs> but, uh, I'll, I'll save uh, that for another time. Uh, uh, Connor Joe, uh, who did not sign uh, when he was with the Rockies last year, came out. Uh, he he had on a hood. He looked like he was trying to remain anonymous, and so we called for him. He didn't even look up. No. Uh, and this is one of those situations where it's like, you know, who the fuck is who's Connor Joe to be acting like this? Uh, yeah. So yeah, it was it was a little bit uh, annoying because you know on paper he seems like a guy who should definitely sign, but yeah. he just he totally <clears throat> totally does not. No, he we're 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 fully at the conclusion that he just sucks um, as a as a signer and a, I guess you know as a a fan diplomat or something, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, he sucks. I don't even want to ever like call for him again. Like he's no. certainly, he's not worth my breath to, to call for. So screw him. No. Yeah. Um, he sucks, but, there, but, um, you know, we, th- there were players on the team that we did get that were cool. Um, I got, uh, Rob's Strizny, yep. um, on a, on a Cubs, uh, heritage rookie card actually, which is pretty cool. Uh, Jack, did you get Mitch Keller? I sure I sure did get Mitch Keller. Yeah, so we both got Mitch Keller. I got Mitch Keller on his 2023 Heritage set, which came out probably about two or three weeks ago at this point, and he signed for me. And he actually said, "Like, oh, is this new? This must be new. I haven't seen this one yet." Um, and so I I don't I don't know if we brought it up on the podcast, Jack, but I saw that Joey Wendell had signed a Heritage card for somebody, <clears throat> and he had him like inscribe it like first signed. So it's the first time the player has signed that card, and I I really want to get that done. And this was my chance for Mitch Keller, and I didn't, I didn't do it. And and he seems so nice that he probably would have done it. So I'm kind of regretting that one a little bit. But um, you know, I'm sure there will be another opportunity to do that in the future. Yeah, he was uh, he was super cool. He signed uh, both nights. Um, we may have mentioned that one on the podcast just because I think I made some joke about how like Wendell actually right. didn't big t- big time that guy <clears throat> like he like he big timed you. That's um, right. At the bus. Uh, yeah, we also had a lot of coaches cards too. Um, so Mike Ribello, uh, former catcher, is the third base coach for the Pirates. Um, uh, Don Kelly, former Tiger, uh, uh, former is, uh, you know love interest of Jim Leland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> absolutely can bring Jim Leland to tears. Uh, he's their bench coach. 
Um, and Mendy Lopez, a former Royal, uh, uh, is also a coach for this team. So uh, we, we got all three of their autographs. Jeremy got Mendy the second night. But uh, when I when I asked, so Jeremy, you actually spotted Mendy just because his like his beard was so crazy that I didn't recognize him from any of the pictures, but I did have his card. Yeah. Uh, so I called him over and and uh, you know I asked him if he had time for one, and he said always. Uh, and he was you know he was true to his word. Jeremy got him the second night. Uh, yeah. So I guess maybe he does always sign. Uh, Kelly was cool. He was like the last one out. He signed for us, and Rebello actually signed two for you, Jeremy. He did. Yeah. I, um, <clears throat> you know, it's funny, like going back, we, you know, so I've been, I've gotten back in, into collecting in 2017. So I have kind of like all the, I definitely have all the sets from 2017 to now, which, you know, covers a lot of current players. Um, and I have, I have a few sets from like the late, from the eighties and early nineties. So that ends up covering a lot of coaches, but Mike Rabello played in this weird time that was kind of like you know, a dark period for me. So it's like, it's always kind of like questionable. Um, but I have like a couple sets from 07, which is when I got back into cards briefly. And I actually had, I went in my, my storage unit and I was looking and I actually had like, I had like basically three Mike Rebello cards because for some odd reason in the 2000, 2007 top set, Mike Rebello has two base cards. It's the weirdest thing. Um, it must have been some sort of like error by tops, um, but he has two base cards. It actually would have been cool to get both cards from that set signed. Yeah. Um, but uh, I got one uh, upper deck rookie card and then one of those two from the 07 top set. So, uh, but yeah, I, I had him. I had him next to each other. Um, he signed one and then he saw you know he saw the other one and just went for it. And I didn't ask him to sign both, but he started signing it. And then I, I didn't know what to I wanted to acknowledge that, you know, I was thanking thankful for him signing both. And so I said, like, um, yeah, that would be great, you know, as he yeah. was already signing it. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, he was a he was a cool guy, uh, yeah. for sure. Um yeah, all all their coaches were pretty cool. Um uh, so anyway, you know, we, we got Kelly. He was the last guy he signed for us. I, um, I should also mention we, we got Derek Shelton too again. Yes, we did. Um, I got, I did get him on his, on the 2019, uh, Pirates team card that shows PNC field, PNC park. Um, because he has no cards whatsoever. Not even nope. like any minor league cards. Yeah. I got him on a scorecard, which I did, uh, the last time we grabbed the Pirates. Jeremy, when, when, when you, we called Shelton over, you said to him, Hey, uh, get him tomorrow, huh? And he went, Yeah. And then, you know, and he signed for us. But it was just kind of like a gruff, like, you know, coach, like, yeah. Um, right. And, you know, <clears throat> hey, like, these guys play these guys play 162. It's like, I don't think they take any anyone loss too hard. Uh, but, yeah, he's a he's a super nice guy. We'll, we'll talk about uh, him some more in a, in a second. Um, yeah, so all of the buses left, uh, and we decided to go over to the Cubs. Uh, most of the Cubs had left, too, just because it was, uh, again, the game had been delayed, and all the players probably just wanted to get out of there kind of there there were a lot of people at the at the corral um yep. but it, they all seemed to be part of one group uh they, yeah. you know they were all like 20 somethings wearing cubs jerseys all complete idiots all kind of <laughs> drunk none of them knowing what any of the players looked like uh david ross came out um and you know they they knew what he looked like and so they called for him and you know of course ross was like no not tonight i got i got family in town tonight and then <laughs> Some some idiot was like, "Hey, family first. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, "Oh God!" Like, first of all, Ross is probably lying. Um, we'd find yeah. out. We we have a funny we have a funny follow up on that later. But um, it just seemed like an excuse, and it's just he, like I'm gonna give this guy the benefit of the doubt. 
Ross has a different, like, kind of unique excuse every time you ask him to sign. He's like, ah, my daughter's got volleyball practice tonight. Yeah. Like, you know, like family in town. Like he's he's always got something. No, I'm sorry. I got to run. I got to go. I got to I got some errands to run. He said that one time. Oh, God, did he? I didn't know. I didn't hear that. That's hilarious. So, yeah, he always has like like we were thinking like he has probably like I think he has like a a Rolodex or like an inst or like a like a list generator of just like different excuses that he just says. And he like pulls one up right before he walks out the door and then he just spits that back out at, at everyone. But but yeah, we we should dig into those people who were waiting. There was one woman in particular who was right up front, this like woman with like, like a long, long blonde hair um, wearing like a Cubs hoodie or whatever. And they were just yelling for everybody. And when I say they're yelling for everyone, not like how we yell for everyone, how we want everyone on the roster. They, everyone who walked by, they were like calling for like, there was this like, this like fat, like guy with like blonde hair and like a beard and and the the girl goes Ian Ian could you sign for me and it was like the guy looked like you know a, a mechanic or something or like a, a an independent wrestler that we may have seen at like the uh, the dynamic wrestling federation and and she's like Ian please sign for me and like um they were but and that's only just one you know piece of the puzzle she they were calling for everyone at and they were yelling at everyone who walked by even if it was a coach a uh, fucking Cubs security guard, so, some frat boy off the street. Like, they they were just complete boneheads. You know, what's, what's sad is that that's not even close to the first time we've seen someone do that. No, it, it isn't. Um, these people were probably, like, the most... They, they, like, were probably, like, the most efficient in their, like, m- like mis- misidentifications. I think they were, like, 100%. They just, like... I fig- I guess I wonder if that was actually like a strategy. It's like, hey, if we ask everyone for an autograph, I'm sure one of them is a Cubs player. <laughs> but like, I don't know. In that case, they might be geniuses. But like, um, it was pretty ridiculous to just be watching that. It was just like, yeah, stupid. You know what I almost forgot about is that that was the night that I got Tommy Hotovy. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You ended up getting you got you got a little hot stuff. I did. I sure did. I had to kind of work for that one because he's these idiots were standing in my way. Um, <laughs> that, that was a funny thing. So like we were debating. Cause yeah, there, there was like kind of like there was, there, we were definitely like, there was like too deep on like these, these fools who were like just over there, like misidentifying people. And so we were saying like, you know, if we see, uh, we've been trying to get Danny Holtzen and Jack just got a hot of card. So he's trying to get hot of And we were saying like, you know, if, uh, we see these guys and these people are blocking. It's going to be annoying. I, I kind of think Jack, you probably could have just went to the side and he would have came over to the side, yeah. but how did did? Um, and it, you know, we, I said that, I said that we threw that out there, but how did we, we made how and then, you know, Jack calls for him and it almost looked like you swam through the crowd of people to get up to the front. <laughs> um, it's kind of funny. Like you kind of like had to put your arms in the air and kind of like shimmy through all these people. I, I um, did. Yeah. Um, yeah, none of them seemed to have any idea what was going on. But he, he came over, he signed for me, he was super cool. But he was also, he was with Andy Green. Yeah. Um, and so I, I called for Hadavi, and then Andy Green was like, oh, oh, this guy, yeah, he'll definitely sign. And then yeah. a- Andy Green just peeled off. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, uh, Jeremy, I ordered a, an a- Andy Green card on eBay a couple days ago. So I'm going to have him, so we should we should like call for him every time he comes out now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, like for a while there, we we didn't see him, but um, no. Um, but yeah, we um, you know, uh, I, you know, he he uh, famously denied me. Um, so I'm glad that you ordered <laughs> one now too, so you can be denied. Um, but um, but yeah, you know, like I think we'll get him eventually. But um, 
Yeah, he's definitely a rat ass, I would say. <laughs> that's that's a that's one way to put it for sure. Um finally though, like uh this this night ends in the most ironic way it possibly could. Uh Nico Horner comes out and these people who were calling for every single every single person they saw, Horner comes out, walks right past them, nobody calls for him, he goes in the parking garage, the gate shuts behind him, and then they were like, after he gets behind the gate, they're like, Nico! Come back! Like, yeah, you you were calling for everybody, and the one guy who literally always signs no matter mm-hmm. what, yeah. you didn't get. Yeah, it was pretty pathetic. And it, we were just, you know, we saw him coming over. Obviously, we don't need him anymore. Um, and um, it was just, uh, it, it was like ridiculous. To, I, we were watching him walk through and across and we were actually we were just saying to ourselves like are they seriously not going to call for him and yeah. like none of them saw him and then someone must have said like hey i think that was nico and then like yeah as soon as he was gone they called for him it was it was it was absurd quite honestly you know jeremy we we could have just helped them and been like hey guys that's nico but sure. uh it's you know it's it's kind of funny that we didn't we didn't say a damn thing and just let him walk by um, yeah for sure yeah if they were yeah i mean they were oblivious to the whole situation. They were so oblivious that they, you know, they didn't even like probably notice that there was other people around who like maybe looked because you know you you go down there and you you can look at other people and you can look to see who looks like they know what they're doing, right? And so, right. you know, we were um, the uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit later about the Orioles. Um, I relied on the help of like a fucking twelve year old kid who sure. looked like he knew what he was talking about, and he did, and he helped us, but you know. Um, those people are just oblivious. Uh, they're oblivious to help too, I guess. But yeah, no, a- absolutely. Um, yeah. So that that was the end of that night. It was again, it was pretty cold out. So we, uh, you know, once once Hadavi and Green came out, the security guards told us that was that, and then uh, you know the night ended. Uh, but we, you know, we we were far from done. Uh, this week, um, Wednesday the fourteenth rolled around. Uh, it was a seven oh five p.m. game. Um, so Jeremy and I got there at, at gates open, which, uh, for a seven Oh five game, uh, correct me if I'm wrong is five thirty five. So is, yeah, yeah, we showed, we showed up at gates open, uh, and got in, uh, we got right down to the, uh, right field, um, area, uh, where we usually go. Um, and we saw, uh, we saw Derek Shelton, uh, uh, shagging some balls there. Uh, they had just started batting practice. I think Andrew McCutcheon was, was hitting, um, Jeremy, is this the night we almost got brained or was that, uh, that, no, that was, um, that was that the was Orioles. The okay. Orioles that, yeah. That's right. Um, anyway, yeah, Derek Shelton was shagging, uh, some balls. Uh, some people called him over and he came over to talk to them. He, he seems just like a really nice guy who, who interacts, um, a lot. Like this is the first time I've seen a manager shagging, um, just out there with his team. So I, I was kind of impressed by that. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely seems like, you know, I think we were talking like, you know, how he came up and stuff. I think he was another one of these like lifer coach guys. Um, I mean, clearly wasn't like a, a player, even in like the professional setting, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I mean, most of these guys at least played in like the minors for a couple of years. I'm not even sure he might've only played in like, you know, I assume he played in college, but I, who knows? I'm not sure. I haven't done my full research on Derek Shelton, but he, you know, these guys, I feel like these guys who are lifers and get their shot at, at managing finally, like, you know, tend to be maybe a little more humble or cooler guys or something. No, for um, sure. So, yeah. So, um, 
so one thing about the pirates is um, they have, you know, it's always like in this autographing um, hunt, it's always, you're always just trying to like do as much research as possible to try to identify these guys. Um, because like for anyone who's listening and hasn't done this before, um, the hardest thing is to spot these guys in street clothes without a hat, without a baseball hat on their head. So um, you're, you're always really trying to like study like what they look like, um, height, and weight is always like a good, uh, you know, way to, to help. Um, it turns out most guys are six foot one, you know, six, six foot one, six foot two or six feet. And so like, you can't really use that. Um, the pirates have a lot of, uh, Latin, uh, players, um, pitchers, Latin pitchers specifically. And, you know, they're all about the same height and the same build. There's a couple that are taller than others. Um, but like, you know, we, we were kind of like struggling, like to, to get these guys, I guess more me more so because I had, I have most of the cards of these guys. Um, so I was obviously trying to get whoever we could. Um, and a lot of them were throwing down the line, um, pregame. Uh, we did manage to, so, so mostly this came into play the previous night, which we just talked about so many of those guys came by and I just couldn't spot any of them enough to call them. There was only a couple that I could tell. Um, so by this time now, after seeing them all come through, uh, by the bus, we could kind of tell who each guy was. Also, some of them had their, their numbers showing. So, um, Johan Oviedo was one of those guys who was like pitching. He was actually long tossing and he went like really far back and he was Mm -hmm. kind of like right in our path. And it, and he threw, he threw wild a couple times and um, we we were a little concerned that he was going to throw one away and, and nail one of us. Oh yeah, um, didn't end up happening. He did though, like like launch one over the his part his like catch partner's head, and it did hit off the wall, but um, didn't really get us. But it was it was kind of unnerving because we had to watch BP when there was a lefty up to make sure we didn't get hit there. And then he was like trying, like he was maybe going to hit us and kill us. And then we were also trying to watch for guys who might, we may be able to call over to get autographs. So it was like, it was kind of a high, like um, intensity, like head on a swivel sort of, sort of moments. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so he, um, he like uh, was kind of closer to the bleachers. He did throw a ball out to um, like, there was a, like kind of a group of like six, seven people, on the road, he threw a ball to them and they all completely missed the ball bounced off the bleachers and back onto the field. And it's like, that's just like the ultimate indignity. It's like, dude, you just had a major league ball player throw you a ball and you missed it. And then it goes back on the field. It's like, that's (laughs) pretty pathetic. Um, and they were talking to him and stuff. And like, I think someone did throw down maybe a, a ball or something for him to sign. Um, but then like someone threw down their cell phone. They like said, they leaned over and they asked him, I think if, he could take a selfie of them and he actually threw um his cell phone they, the 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 girl like threw her cell phone down to him he got it all set up and he took a selfie with them which like is i feel like is a little step too far i mean like sure yeah i mean maybe it would be cool but it's also like come on like you're we're already imposing on him enough to like ask for his autograph or whatever it's like you're going to throw him your phone really like um, it's, it's kind of absurd. And then he threw the, he threw the cell phone back up to him and he did it in a way to, so they could catch it. So he wouldn't break their phone. And of course they missed that too. And it, you hear, you heard it like thud against the bleacher seats. And yeah. The and then to his credit too, like he threw his arms up in the air and like, you know, put his, put his hands on his head and like in exasperation, like, Oh my God, this was a dumb idea to begin with. And of course these people missed the phone when I threw it to them. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, uh, it was uh, it was absurd, and you know, I, I'll hey, he he caught the phone just fine because he's you know he's a baseball player and he's got good hands, but a phone is a hard thing to catch. Like it's it's an odd odd shaped thing, and you know, I'm not even sure I could catch a phone on a fly like you know from that far. So it's like, why would you even do this to begin with? It's a it's a dumb idea. Um, but just to see him loft that phone like you know probably 15 feet in the air to try to get it to these people because there's the basket there he can't just hand it to him uh it was it was kind of a surreal uh surreal thing to watch but uh yeah you you know that phone probably cracked yeah yeah who, who knows but it was it was pretty ridiculous so uh so that happened um i will say i you know the one guy that i was i was able to spot because he's six foot eight was um angel perdomo um so i i called him over and he did sign for me which was cool so yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't have a card of his, but um, you know, yeah, the, the six eight guy is definitely easy to spot. Um, you know, he seemed like a nice guy too. We probably could have gotten Dory Moreta as well, uh, yeah. but we just we didn't have a card of him. I, uh, I will Jeremy, say, Jack, after yeah. after missing Dory Morita twice, I did order one of his cards um, uh, Thursday morning. So nice. Um, I'll, I'll have that by the next time the Pirates are in town. So I'm I'm gonna try to get him. Yeah, I, uh, that, that might not be a bad idea to order one of him. Uh, I think he would definitely sign. Uh, uh, so, you know, Jiwon Bay, uh, again, it was, he, was, he was sort of in the area, and Jeremy said, hey, if, if Bay comes over, you let me do the talking. Uh, so <laughs> he, you used Anthony's line, um, but, hey, like, you know, Bay signed for the, you know, the two, the two Korean kids the other day. So, you know, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> you know what what else what else can you say you know yeah exactly i was I, yeah uh trying to trying to use any advantage i could get but um <laughs> but yeah no it's sur- surely uh tongue-in-cheek uh, did we talk about how anthony said that on the podcast oh yeah I, i'm not sure uh i'm not I, I don't know if we if we did because anthony uh yeah i don't know if we did an episode about that but you know Anthony, what? which guy did he call poppy i can't remember um well, what team was this for it was the race it was the Rays. Okay, so yep. it was a Rosarena he was trying to get. That's right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he he was behind us, and yeah, he's like, hey, hey, when he comes over, let me do the talking, and like <laughs> he did try to get Siri to Jose Siri, and he was yelling at Siri. He had a whole conversation with Jose Siri as he was like coming out of the stadium, walking over, and then like Jose Siri actually said to him in Spanish. They had a whole conversation in Spanish. He said afterwards, he's like, yeah, he said there's too many people over here. He won't he won't come over here, which like was great to get affirmation. Like yes. that that's exactly why they they won't do it. Cause yeah, I think Jose Siri has signed before. Um, but like, yeah, with that many people, like he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna get himself bogged down in that. So no. it was it was pretty cool. But yeah, Anthony, which again, Anthony is the Jonathan VR guy, VR yep. bike guy. He's the Seiya Suzuki, you will get him. I know you will. Oh yeah. <laughs> um so so yeah, that's that's our buddy Anthony. Um yeah. so so yeah. Well, and hey, man, there there is precedent for like if if you speak the guy's language, yes, there's a much much better chance that he's going to come over and sign for you. For um, sure, I am neither and, and Korean nor do I speak Korean, but uh, but yeah, you know, I was throwing it out there. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, we uh, uh, just you know one other thing we saw David Bednar over there, but he was kind of a tease. He he gave us like the he gave us two fingers when we called for him, so I was like, oh, he's got to like run two sprints or he's gonna. Two, two minutes till he signs and yeah. he just never came over and signed which was I, which was a bummer in in um, retrospect maybe it was like the peace sign like like hey peace right. out you know <laughs> right <laughs> whatever right it you know it could it could have been but that that was a tease uh so unfortunately we missed him even though it seems like he's got a good reputation uh 
Rich Hill was a guy that we really wanted. Um, yeah. He started off playing catch in right field, uh, eventually finished up that, moved over to left to shag. And so we, we were in right. So we were on the opposite side of the field of, uh, of him. Uh, but we never really took our eye off of him. And so uh, we decided to make our way more towards the dugout. Uh, and as we were doing so, uh, Hill, Hill started to sprint in from left field. And so when, when, when we see this, Jeremy sprints towards uh, the field uh, area, basically, um, uh, and, and just yells out, Hey, Rich! And somehow, Hill, Rich Hill, who was 50 yards away, uh, <laughs> he was like on the pitcher's mound at this point, and we're in the, we're in the stands. Hill hears Jeremy, and for whatever reason, he comes over to sign, and we end up getting Rich Hill. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. We batting practice was was pretty much ending. We we saw Rich Hill was was in left field, so we kind of started heading that way anyway. Yeah, and we saw Hill sprinting in. And at this point, he's out by like shallow left field, and he's getting closer to like the mound. But we're like all the way back by the tarp, and yeah, it was it was a considerable distance. And I just threw up a hail mary. Basically, I yelled like about the loudest I ever yelled for a player. Without being like aggressive, like "Hey, Rich," you know, like it was like <laughs> I try to do it as, as as cool as possible, but I had to project, and like yeah, he kind of just did like a he kind of did like a one eighty back to us, and he came over, and like it was just like you know, Jack, you mentioned like think last episode, like when you see the guy, when you see when you call for a player and you see in his face how he decides he's gonna come over and sign, and you kind of like that that feeling of knowing that he's coming over to sign for you is is pretty awesome. Right. It's usually like that feeling only that that moment only lasts about like maybe like 2 3 seconds. Yes. For Hill, he was so far away that it was about like like 10 12 seconds before <laughs> he got to us. So it was a real like big moment of anticipation when you do get autographs down the line like closer to the infield, it's all netted off. So you actually have to, you can, there's little doors, there's the little doors that the security guards can go on and off the field for. Um, you actually kind of like lean, you have to like kind of like kneel down and reach under the net and hand them your stuff. So I, I knelt down, I handed him my book and then he goes to, he, he, you know, he goes to grab for it. He saw that you had a card too and he asked yep. you to put his card, your card on, on my book yep. and then he just took them both and signed for both of us. He threw he threw um, your card back on my book, and then I kind of like re I like pulled it back under the net. At this point, because I had to yell, everyone heard me. Um, a bunch of people kind of got in behind us to to try to get Rich Hill also. So um, as um, I pull the the card back, I, there's all these people uh, descending upon me. I try to like hand like Jack reaches down for his card, and we we really like it was a real stressful moment of handing off. Um, your card back to you, Jack, to make sure it didn't drop or anything. It was because I, I said like right in your ear to you, like, man, this is going to be a crazy handoff here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, I'll, I'll give both of us credit, like in that moment for just having the poise to like do it smoothly. Like you yeah. just, you just kind of held your book out there and I like, you know, I, I grabbed the card and then like I got out of there, but he, he still had, uh, he still had your, your, uh, he, your marker. He, yeah. He goes to me. He's like, he's like, well, first of all, like, you know, you grabbed that card and I want to, I said like, you know, you got it, you got it before. Yep. Like I kind of moved away. Um, and then someone else reached in to, to get Rich's Hill, Rich Hill's autograph. And he looks at me and he's like, Hey, can I use your pen? And I'm like, yeah, sure. 
And um, then he proceeds to sign about 25 autographs with my Sharpie. Yep. Um, so I, I was kind of like there. And like the etiquette is to get the autograph and get out of there. But I was kind of hanging around so I could get my marker back because this is still pregame. You right. Know? Um, and um, he straight up, he a, a security guard from the um, Pirates came over and was kind of assisting him. And he was kind of reaching over and like getting balls and like, um, hats and whatever people were getting signed. He was actually taking them and giving them back up to Hill. Hill was signing them all the time with my marker. And I was kind of just hanging out there, like waiting to get my marker back. Um, and he does, he, he signed for about 20 people. Um, and then he handed me back my, my, my Sharpie. And I said something to him. I'm like, I, I was, I was trying to, I, I had a lot, a long time. Like he signed for probably about like five minutes or so. Yeah, Maybe. dude. Cause I was, I was waiting uh, up in the grandstands for you. And yeah, he was signing for a long time. Yeah, maybe longer than that. And like I was just kind of waiting it out and I was thinking of all these things I could say to Rich Hill and I was going to say something like Rich I'm going to have to retire that pen now. Um but what I ended up saying was like hey Rich they I'm going to send this they're going to have to send this pen to the Hall of Fame. And uh he kind of just said like yeah oh, yeah, you know, whatever, thank you or something. Um but uh but yeah, so I I don't know. I you know, I I probably could have had a conversation with the guy like standing there, but um but yeah, it was kind of uh, it was chaotic even still. For um sure. I, uh, Jack, I told you about one thing that happened, um, yep. while we were down there, but, uh, I can get more into detail with it now. One yeah. of the, the swarm of people who was trying to get Rich Hill's autograph, um, well, Rich Hill was signing for a bunch of people and this little kid comes over to my left and I hear him yell out, Hey, are you a coach? And, uh, Rich Hill yeah. goes like, who Rich, Rich Hill goes like, who me? And the kid's like, yeah, you. And he, he kind of laughed and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm a coach. And, uh, and then he's like, can I get your autograph? And he's like, yeah, sure. And, um, I look down and it's fucking Josh. Oh my God. It's a little kid, Josh. And so like, yeah, so like Rich Hill, like, you know, I think was annoyed by that question. Um, and, and Josh was just being him, his, his like rude Josh self. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, still got the autograph. Um, and, uh, you know, it's all, it all works out for Josh. But, uh, I was like, I did. And then as Josh, he had a cross in front of me to get Rich Hill's autograph. He spotted me and he gave me this look like you, like, yeah. you know, like he, he, he totally recognized me and like, you know, didn't say anything and just got Rich Hill's autograph and got out of there. But that was like a funny moment, I guess. Funny, funny that we spotted each other. Not funny that he fucking said that to Rich Hill, which was no, was, well, uh, like, you know, like you said, that's just Josh being like his unfiltered, uh, self. Yeah. Um, well, you know, hey, and, and yeah, of course he still got the auto. But uh, anyway, yeah, I was I was very happy with mine. Uh, Rich, Rich Hill did give us really nice autographs. Yeah. Um, we both got him on uh, 2023 Pirates Heritage uh, cards. Uh, His only looks, Pirates looks, card. Yeah, it, it looks fantastic. Um, uh, I'm really happy with it. It's one of, one of my favorite autographs, I think, now. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Um, and yeah, pretty much credit to Jeremy on that one for getting him over there. I don't, I don't know how you did it, but you got him. It was it was pretty wild. Um, I I had kind of a similar thing today, but uh, not not even not even as press as impressive as the Rich Hill one. That was that was pretty cool. Um, he was my main guy who I wanted to get going into the series. He's one of two players who are who's still playing. That's actually older than me. Um, so uh, that's something I want, would have liked to say to him. But they pro- honestly, you got Josh here fucking calling him a coach, and like I was worried about saying this thing, which was which was uh, you know potentially rude um so like you know it's like i I wish i would have said that you know it wouldn't have mattered um but uh but yeah yeah him and nelson cruz the only two guys left in the baseball who are older than me 
Nice. Um, and hey, we tried to get Cruz too, but he didn't sign. Um, yeah, that's right. All right. So, uh, uh, okay. So, yeah, we, we it was time for us to get scorecards. Uh, after we got Hill, I think we kind of agreed that everything else from here on out would just be house money. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, batting practice was over. Autograph time was over. Um, it was time to get uh, settled in for the game. So, I went, uh, we both went to the um, uh, gift shop to buy some scorecards. Uh, as I'm getting, you know, my scorecard, I don't usually like to take any of the extra stuff they give me. Uh, they usually, they always offer you a pencil. I never want the pencil. They also offered us a bag, uh, like a, pl- a nice plastic Cubs bag. Um, and, you know, I don't usually like to, you know, take bags uh, if I can help it just because, you know, environmentally conscious, blah, 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 blah. So I was like, all right, you know, um, I just said, no, nah, no, nah, I don't need one. And she's like, oh, you don't want a bag to carry your uh, your binder in, like my card binder? And I was like, ah, uh, you know, I don't know. I think I'm all right. And she goes, the lady goes, just take the damn bag. And so she's I like, was like, yeah. I was like, all right. Uh, she, yeah, she, so I, I took the bag. and I, She I, you know, saw I, your autograph, I think, right? And she's like, oh, I, that's, yeah, she that's, might have. Yeah. that's so nice. And then she said, like, what if someone spills beer on it, right? <laughs> yes, that, that, was what, that was what she said as well. Um, uh, yeah, so it was, uh, anyway, I got, I got bullied into taking a Cubs bag. And they're nice bags. And uh, Jeremy, you kept yours, if I'm not mistaken, didn't you? Um, well, I had it folded up in my pocket. I didn't like consciously keep it, I suppose. But I mean, I do, I do actually use them. You know, I'll take them home and reuse them for recycling or whatever. But, uh, sure. but yeah, um, yeah, I think, um, I think I might have had something else on me. I can't remember, but sometimes I like to have the bag just, uh, in case I need it. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so like, but yeah, that, that whole experience was like, yeah, it's like, you know, yeah, she asked you if you wanted a bag. No. She's like, what if someone spills beer on it? And you're like, oh, well, I don't know. And she's like, just take the damn bag. Like she was, she was kind of a, a imposing lady too. She was like a tall older lady. And, uh, yeah, it seemed like she was like, you know, she enjoyed it. <laughs> kind of instructing jack like on what to do so that was kind of funny yeah it was uh, it was very strange um yeah so uh you know we, we got to our seats uh, uh uh sat down um we were seeing drew smiley pitch uh again um we've seen him at, i feel like we've seen him at least three times this season um uh so he was on the mound i i've noticed um just from hearing his walk-up music not his walk-up music but the the music they play in the top of the first inning when he first comes out to the mound um, it, it's, it's very strange. Uh, the lyrics are like, uh, it's like this, um, it's a well-known song, Jack. It, is it well-known? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know who the artist is, but it's like, it, it's not even a sample. I think it's just like a, they got like some little kid to sing the voice. I don't know if that's a famous little kid or not, but, uh, yeah, go ahead, Jack. No, I mean, it's just like, thank you for sunshine. Thank you for rain. Thank you for joy. Thank you for pain. And I, you know, it's, it's. <laughs> It's that that's what it sounds like. Yeah. It's uh it's it's a, a very weird um, you know, rendition of a of a song, especially for a baseball player starting off a, a major league baseball game. So uh, the only the only conclusion that I can come to is that he uh, you know, he has kids who like like that version of the song or something. So who knows, but it's uh it's definitely what he uses for his, his walk-up music. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it he doesn't seem like and you know, it's like a hip-hop song kind of um and uh, yeah, it says Jermaine Edwards, Rushon, and Trinix. I mean, you know who who the fuck knows who these like musicians, these artists are anymore. <laughs> but like, you, you know, it's it's 
it's out there. I think it's on like TikTok and shit. So like, um, so yeah, it's but uh, but yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it probably is like his. Because I, I was thinking the same thing. Like Drew Smiley doesn't seem like he like knows any music necessarily, let alone that. So um, I as a music fan, I always wonder what these guys think. Like, like yeah, oh, that's pretty good. Maybe I'll use that for my walk up song. But you know, it is probably nine times out of ten like um their their kids or like maybe their girlfriends or wives or something like give them a song like to to play or something um, yeah sure i mean justin Steele uses johnny cash so like yeah. that that maybe seems like uh you know something he chose but like uh yes. yeah I, I i i don't know uh but but anyway it's uh you know next time brad boxberger comes in to listen to listen to his music jeremy i i forget what it sounds like but it it's in i, I don't know if you know what i'm talking about but it's it's in the same vein as smiley's yeah, I am trying to remember what it is, but yeah. Uh, well, you know, so anyway, Smiley Smiley ended up having a bad outing. Um, not a bad outing, but I, I think he gave up about five runs in five innings. Uh, gave up a few home runs, kind of got burned by that. Um, so the Cubs fell behind early. They would eventually come back, which was kind of cool to see. Uh, top of the third, there were, there were like uh, all of these 20-somethings sitting to my right, uh, and then in the top of the third inning, the girl who was sitting like right next to me just decided to stand up. She and, wasn't even uh, sitting next to you. Was she sitting next to you at, at like not, not at that point? No, for some reason she just moved moved next to me. So yeah. um, after that, she sat down and she was sitting next to me. But before that, she was not sitting next to me. Um, but I guess she just wanted to talk to these people who were behind me. So she decided to in the top of the third inning just stand up and uh, face with her back to the field yeah. and just, just talk to these people for probably an entire inning, prob- probably for the both the top and the bottom of yeah. the third inning, just, it almost just talk to lo- these people. It almost seemed longer than an inning. It seemed like it was like an inning and a half or something, uh, yeah. just standing there. You know, like I think it, Joe Madden talked about how people, like, you know, look at their phones and could get hit with a foul ball. This is before the netting. It's like you almost wish we were closer and that there was no netting in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it would it would the ball would have hit her in the back of back of the head. Um doesn't uh wasn't didn't Madden come out as being anti net? That's what I'm saying. That's what that's like I think when he was uh or well I think um I guess that was before the net stuff was even an issue, but like yeah, he he, he was um you know, kind of blaming the the fans, even though like they said that it's like, you know, when a ball gets hit at you, it comes at you like in like two seconds and it's like most people's like comp like natural reaction time, even when you're paying attention is like, you know, four seconds or something. So sure. Something crazy like that. So it was a bad, it was a bad take pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah. M- most people can't react like a, a major league baseball player would to a, a ball being hit at them. Um, there was a, a very noticeable fan, a uh, few rows in front of us, a uh, section over. It's kind of right uh, he, in our sight line. <laughs> it, yes. Right in our sight line. He was keeping score, uh, he was in the first row of the 400 level, so he was kind of leaning over the the bar uh, that's that's right in front of you when you're in the first row. He, he had he a score. Either, he was yeah. either leaning over the bar at times, or he was sitting back in his chair with both feet up on the bar, like keeping score. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, he had a scorecard, and when he would lean over the bar, his scorecard would would hang over the would hang over into the into the aisle, and so anybody who walked past like risked like just running their face into into his scorecard. Um, <laughs> Jeremy, I, I was calling him, him Grizzly Adams, but you, uh, you know, you, you made a very astute observation about exactly what he looked like. Um, yeah. So yeah, he, tell tell us about that. He basically was like kind of like this short, squat, like kind of like husky guy. 
Um, maybe Husky's being generous, but like, <laughs> um, he was kind of balding up top, but had long hair and like a beard, like a bushy beard. And I'm like, who does this fucking guy look like? And it, it clicked for me. Like after a couple innings, he looks like if you've seen the big Lebowski, when they're trying to find the money and they go to like that little kid's house and they see like that, like, like really nice, like Porsche or whatever the fuck sports red sports car it is. They pull up and they see that and they're like, um, you know, oh, damn it, he's already spent the money. And so then they try to get the money back from him. And then John Goodman, like, has a famous scene where he takes a crowbar and smashes the car. And he's like, uh, I'll do the TV version of it. He's like, this is what happens when you French a stranger in the Alps or whatever it was. Or friend of str- whatever he Fr- said. Yeah, I think I think it's friend of stranger in the Alps. Um, yeah. But it's, uh, you know, for those of you who've never seen the movie, I remember that when I saw that scene for the first time, I was I was I was crying laughing. It was so funny. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And so then he's like smashing the car and then it turns out some guy comes running from down the street and he's like, what the fuck are you doing to my fucking car? I just got that thing last week, man. And uh, and then he grabs a crowbar and he smashes Lebowski's car. And he's like, I'll kill your fucking car. Like, so it looks exactly like that guy like that. If you can remember that guy or go back and watch the, the scenes all over YouTube, go find that scene. But he looked exactly like that guy. The guy in the, in the movie is wearing like a wife beater and like shorts and like, you know, black socks or something. Just imagine him with a Cubs jersey also. And it's like, this is a dead ringer and a scorecard. And it was a dead ringer for this guy. But And so then as soon as like we, we made that, I think me and you, Jack, were just kind of like chuckling the rest of the game, just thinking about that scene and that guy and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so if, if you – because, yeah, I, I will admit I haven't seen that movie in 20 years. Um, and so I had to Google a picture of the guy even though I remembered <laughs> the scene. So yeah, if you don't remember what that guy looks like, folks, just uh, you know, for your for your mind's eye, just just Google that picture, and I, I yeah. think it'll make it'll make you laugh. Yeah, um, for sure. The yeah, the game itself, the Cubs ended up uh, coming back and winning. Um, uh, it, I think it was the sixth inning they scored all those runs. Yeah, um, it was the sixth run, sixth inning. I think. Yeah, yeah. And we we I think we saw we saw like two of those uh, yeah. uh, this week. So that that was uh, that was fun. Um, uh, so Cubs won. Uh, you know, after the game. We get down to the bus, and again, I think we were the first people there. Uh, we're, so we're waiting there, and uh, this kid this kid gets my attention, and he, he says to me, he probably remembered my Expos hat. Maybe he remembered my face, too. But he's like, hey, hey, I remember you. I remember you from the Rangers game. I told you Evaldi was coming. Um, and I, Okay, so I will say that I vaguely recall that. But I, you know, I didn't really react to it. I, 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 you know, I think I was just like, oh yeah, right. Um, but, but what I wanted to say was like, yeah, big deal, kid. Like a lot of people tell me a lot of, a lot of guys are coming. That doesn't mean I'm gonna get them, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah. I did. We didn't get Evaldi, so it's no. like, yeah, you, you told it, you told us he was coming. Maybe, maybe you could have helped us get him. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it, it didn't do us any good. Like, no, because we, we don't have his autograph right now. But, um, but yeah, that's pretty funny. I mean, you know, that was like, it's funny. It's like, you know, we're we're down there trying to spot these players, and then this kid like spots you. And he's like, hey, I know you. You know, like you, maybe you, <laughs> you should have said to him like, hey, kid, if you don't get any autographs, I'm happy to sign your your, your scorecard or something. Yeah, right, right. Um, you know, yeah, Jeremy, you you mentioned that like it's hard to recognize these guys in street clothes, but. We we have for the most part gotten pretty good at it and pro- yeah. probably a lot better than we used to be. Yeah. Um. So it is a it, it definitely is a talent that you that you need an eye for. Uh. The the Pirates had had a player named Mark Mathias on the roster. Um. He'd only batted about fifty times, so he's definitely a four A guy. But he he played with the Brewers a little bit. Um. He's just an infielder slash outfielder. 
uh, whatever, utility guy, just kind of a bum. But uh, he's got a cool uh, uh, Topps Heritage card from 2021 on the Brewers that I wanted signed. So I, I bought it specifically. I ordered it on eBay for a buck, and I, I wanted to get it signed. The first night, I saw Matthias come out, and I called for him, and he was kind of a dick. Like, he didn't even really acknowledge me, and then he just he went on the bus. Second night, I, I call for him, and I say, Hey, Mark, you got time for one? For whatever reason... He was like halfway gone. He he turns around and he comes and signs for only me and then he, he turns away. So I was like, oh, that was, that was pretty cool. So I, I ended up getting Mark Mathias. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Um, and I'm just I'm looking him up now, Jack. And I and it is. Um, well, wait, did it? Oh, maybe not. OK, never mind. I, I, I couldn't remember if he was in the uh, Alec Mills no hitter, um, but it looks like he was not. OK. Um, but uh, but yeah, he was on that he was on that 2020 uh, Brewers team. But uh, yes, yes, he was. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, and uh, yeah. Th- so he doesn't even have that going for him. He wasn't even in that Mills game. But <laughs> no. uh, you know, um, he, he yeah. did. So who was um, uh, who was coming out right behind? Like Luis Ortiz, I think mm-hmm. was coming out right behind him. And like I kind of wanted to get Ortiz. Um, it was, you know, it was uncertain. I saw that Jack got Matthias. I did pull, I did like kind of like, I think they were right next to each other because uh, I, I keep my book alphabetically. And um, I did uncap my marker and was like going to try to get him. And I didn't call for him. And then he kind of peeled back and went on the bus. And I was like, yeah, well, that's fine. But uh, I called for Ortiz. But uh, it was, um, yeah, I was, I, I had to like make a choice there. But, um, but yeah, I guess the fact that you ordered his card, you know, and you got him, that's, that, that's probably, that probably feels good. It, it does. Yeah, I, I wanted that card signed, and the auto looks good. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, this lady was standing next to me, um, and, uh, you know, she, she was like, she saw my autograph book, and she was like, let, let me see that. Let me see that. And, I, you know, I was like, uh, I was like okay. Um, she, she didn't ask me. She kind of demanded to see it. Uh, and, you know, if you have an autograph book with you, Jeremy, I'm sure you've experienced this. Like, people will ask to see it. Um, happened to me today. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, the reality is it's, it's just a lot of cards. So you kind of like, you kind of hem and haw and you, you show them a page and you're like, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I got these guys and you know, you flip a page and you're like, yeah, I got these guys too. And then they, they inevitably ask you like, who are you trying to get? And it's like, well, you know, like I, I I bring whoever I have and just try to get everybody. Yeah. Um, I have the whole damn roster. Like, what do you, you know, who do you think I'm trying? Every card is different. Like, so I'm trying to get whoever's in here. Yes, um, but Jack, did she say the other thing before she asked to see the book, or after the other thing about your book? Or well, like... well, then then she asks me. She goes, uh, "How lucky are you to get all these guys?" And I was like, "I didn't, I didn't really know what she was asking." Um, it, was I, I that didn't the know inflection? If... Was that the inflection she used? Because I thought I thought it was maybe more like like, "How lucky are you to get all these guys?" You know, like like. I... Uh, but but yeah, I don't even know if that was her point in asking that question. No, it was the way she asked it. It, it was, she asked it like you know her voice was kind of a flat line, and yeah. uh, almost like how lucky do you have to be to get an autograph or something? Like, yes. So it's yeah. like, do, do you question. agree that you are lucky to be getting these <laughs> autographs, or, or or just asking me like, do do you have to get really lucky to get the autograph? Right. Like, and, is it that hard? Yeah. Like like. Um, like me being an unlucky person, how, how likely is it that I'll get an autograph 
whereas you are lucky and do get it's like what the <laughs> fuck are we talking about here lady what the no fuck? i i and i don't even really remember how i answered it i think i yeah. just i think i just said something non-committal like yeah you know sometimes you got to get lucky or something like that <laughs> right I, yeah there's I have, yeah I'll say regardless of how many different reads we just gave of that question, there's no way to answer any of that. It's no, like, I, I don't fucking know. Like you get yeah. them or you don't, I don't know. And there's, there's probably no end to the different meanings that that question could possibly have. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, exactly. But so then, uh, uh, Juan Hernandez, I think that was that guy, that, that Jose Hernandez. Ho- okay. Jose Hernandez. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cause it was uh, the same as, um, you know, the guy we the would coach. get for the Orioles, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, he was good going into the that Pirates Cubs series, and he was bad going out of it because um, yep. he, he got shelled uh, two nights in a row. So uh, that was strange. I'd never heard of the guy before, but he comes out, and then for some reason he you know he he just gets on the bus, and then he comes back uh, and signs for this lady next to me and like her family. Um, and they spoke Spanish, so uh, you know I, I I don't know if they you know I don't know I don't know how they got him back out there, but they did. Uh, but anyway, this lady doesn't have a marker. So uh, all of this, like, hullabaloo is happening to my right. And then we spot Andrew McCutcheon coming down the concourse, and, like, he's <laughs> he's about to come out. And so the lady, like, Hernandez is coming over to sign for these people, and the lady goes to me. She's like, uh, can I borrow your marker? And I had just spotted McCutcheon, and I said, yeah, uh, you know, it, it may, maybe in a second. And she goes, she keeps saying to me, like, can I borrow your marker? Can I borrow your marker? Like, but at that point, she wasn't asking to borrow my marker. She was telling me to, I should give her my marker. So yeah. I, I just said, okay, and I handed it to her. And then as McCutcheon was coming out, I had to dig into my pocket for my other marker. And you probably heard me say this, Jeremy, but I went, oh, God damn it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, was, I was fucking pissed off, man, because she, she took my marker at like the most crucial moment <laughs> for me. Um, yeah. and then, so, you know, McCutcheon comes out, he doesn't sign. So it's, you know, you know, it's just a fucking wash. So he, 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 you know, he goes past and then, and then she asks me, she goes, you know, referring to Jose Hernandez, she goes, do you have a card of him? And, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I said no. And then kind of under my breath, I said, and if I did, I wouldn't give it to you. Um, but Jeremy, your interpretation of that question, which is probably the correct one, was she was asking me if I had his card so that I could get his autograph. Um, yeah. So it was actually a magnanimous question. But uh, anyway, I was just so pissed. And then she gives me the marker back, and, you know, she's like, oh, thank you. And I, I just took it back without responding to her. Um, yeah. You know, I was – but it's, it's very rude, man, to, like, you know – here's what I, I've said this to you, uh, you know, but I might as well say it again on the podcast. Like, you are, you are standing outside of a bus – trying to get autographs the first thing you need for that is something to write with so yeah. like you yeah. are here trying to get autographs and you don't have anything to write with like that's your fault that's not my problem yeah it's it's completely uh it's just a mess it's just a complete mess it's like what you know because like yeah because if you were there i think that we we, we try to do it, it kind of cost our heads at the uh the DePaul game, we were like, oh, we'd like to get, you know, maybe we could try to get autographs from these guys, but oh, none of us have a marker. Well, okay, I guess we won't be getting autographs then. It's right. not like we were like, okay, well, we'll ask them and then we'll be like, hey, does anyone have a marker? Like, it's like, that's not how that, that, that goes no. necessarily. Uh, so, um, but yeah, but yeah, I think she was like, I think she asked you for the mark. She, cause I think she said like, I'm going to need to borrow your marker. Um, 
when they were trying to get, I guess they were when it was when they were trying to get him off the bus. And then I think they saw him coming and she's like, can I get that marker like now? Like, and like, cause, cause he was coming over to sign. And that's, that's when like, you know, it hit the moment of truth where, um, McCutcheon was also coming down, but like, I, I did hear a little bit of that going on in my, in my other ear, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. That was a mess. And it was bad timing. Like I would have just given her the marker. No problem. Like if I wasn't also trying to get an autograph from the, from the best player on the team. Right. No, I would have been like, I would have said like, uh, you know, I, I would, but I'm trying to get this guy right now. Sorry. You know, like I, I, you know, I don't know. Like, I think you were completely within your rights to not, it's not like you didn't give it to her just to spite her. It's like you were you needed it at that moment. So like, I don't know. It was just a mess, but she probably wouldn't even understand that. She probably doesn't know who Andrew McCutcheon is, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, but yeah, so that was, that was, uh, just, that was a mess. It, it was, it was a mess. Um, Jeremy, you ended up getting Mendy, uh, on a, um, on a, I, I don't know what you call that. Just a, a, an, a card that is meant for uh, being autographed. Yeah. The autograph um, card, an autograph yeah. card, like the, the site is called the autograph So they sell these, like they're not quite blank cards, but they have like a design. So there's a baseball design. We've talked about these before. I think there's one with like a baseball. It looks like the sweet spot of a baseball this year. I got new ones. Um, that looks like the barrel of a bat. Um, and so I've been trying to get like position players on those and pitchers on the, on the baseball one and so this is my first one that I got on like the wood grain bat one of, of Mendy Lopez and um, I was I was a little annoyed because like I did look for Mendy Lopez's cards before the series and I didn't I guess I, I either maybe got distracted or didn't see he doesn't have any tops cards but he has like a Fleer card or something that Jack got signed um, and I was in retrospect I was kind of like bummed I didn't get him mostly because I was thinking like when I think of Mendy I think of Seinfeld um, when uh, Jerry, when Banya gives Jerry the suit, and Jerry's like, or Banya's like, well, you take me out to a nice dinner, like Mendy's, and uh, and so I think of I think of Mendy's, and and quite honestly, uh, uh, Larry David is a baseball, but Larry and Jerry are both baseball fans. I bet they named it after Mendy Lopez. I <laughs> just heard a name that 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 you know they liked because I I mean I don't know the story behind Elaine Bennis being named Elaine Bennis, but. I'm, I'm like 99.9% sure they named her after Andy Bennis. So, um, yeah, I'd have to, I have to like do some research to see if they named that restaurant after Mendy Lopez. But, um, but yeah, he's like, you were supposed to take me to a nice restaurant like Mendy's. So, uh, so yeah, so now I have Mendy Lopez's autograph. So I was excited about that. Um, however, and this is maybe, this is something that has now given me pause in the future. Um, because our buddy Chris was with us uh, at this point for the Pirates, and I called Mendy Lopez over, but in the back of our mind, we were all trying to get David Bednar. You know, if you recall the the previous day, and we've heard, and Chris told us he was a good signer. He, I heard you guys as Mendy was kind of coming over and signing for me. I heard you guys saying like, "There's Bednar, there's Bednar," and I was like, "Uh oh!" And like Mendy was like blocking, uh, you know, blocking up the works, and he did kind of stop before like Bednar would have come over. And I know you guys called for Bednar, but I said to uh, Chris, um, you know, tongue in cheek said to me, like you had to get Mendy Lopez's autograph, didn't you? And, uh, you know, we kind of laughed about it, but I was like, I wasn't, I was, I said later on, I'm like, legit. Did I, did I block, you know, did I block Bednar because I got Mendy? And he's like, nah, it didn't look like Bednar was coming over anyway. So I don't know, Jack, I was going to ask you 
Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, I I mean I, I think if he was going to come over, he would have come over regardless of 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 Mendy. So yeah, um, it's ha- it it happens it happens all the time where there's two guys over there. Signing, yeah. So. so I I just based on how he was acting uh, before the game too, like I just don't think he was in a mood to sign that day. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, although he did sign a little bit like closer to the dugout uh, before the game, but uh, yeah, I, I I I truly do not believe that that cost us that one. So well, you know, no enough. harm, no fall. Fair enough. Yeah, I you know, I it made me think though. It's like if there's a guy who I'm waiting for, and then I get a guy who I was kind of like, you know, I only want because of a Seinfeld reference. Maybe I should just not get him, you know, <laughs> in in order to like not compromise the other opportunity. But um, so you know, I'm gonna look. I'm going to look into that going forward, but, um, but yeah, so maybe we just, you know, and I wanted Bednar too, so I would have, I would have screwed myself as well, but, um, but yeah, whatever. So, um, say la vie, but, um, yeah. but yeah. Um, uh, also Jack Suwinski, um, uh, another guy that we, we really wanted. He's a Chicago native. Uh, his last name is very similar to his, well, his entire name is very similar to mine. Um, you know, just off by a couple of letters, uh, would have been really cool and- to get him. Um, I, I uh, went. Uh, I took uh, driver's ed at Taft High School, where he went to school as well. Oh wow! Okay, did not, did not. Uh, I, I think you've mentioned that, but um, I, said, I said that m- plenty of times. Jeff. Yeah, yeah, uh, you, yeah. You have, you have. Uh, but um, yeah, so he uh, uh, anyway didn't sign the first night. Um, second night, uh, he came out and took an Uber uh, uh, home. Um, or to the hotel, I should say, probably, or maybe home. Maybe he, maybe he fucking fucking slept oh. with his his parents uh, at his parents' house that night. Um, I, yeah, that's what I figure he did. Yeah. Yeah, there was a uh, there was a guy waiting for him who looked like he him and a, maybe his girlfriend who like he looked like he was old enough to like have gone to high school with with Suwinski. So um, he was like, "Hey, did Suwinski come out yet?" And then when Suwinski came out to like go to the Uber. This guy kind of came over to him and was talking to him. So I don't know if that was like an old classmate of Suwinski's. It's kind of surprising that there weren't more people waiting there for Suwinski, um, yeah. considering like just how local he is. Uh, but yeah, um, we also figured like, you know, maybe the night before because it was a rain delay, like he didn't really visit with his family or anything because it was so late. So it, it kind of figures that tonight he, uh, you know, he would, or that uh, on Wednesday night when there was no delay, he would. So, uh, yeah, he, he didn't do the bus and we didn't end up getting him, but maybe next time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we should have, um, several more opportunities, um, <clears throat> in the coming, you know, in this year and next year and stuff to get him. So hopefully we'll, we'll get him eventually. For um, sure. but yeah, I mean, uh, that was kind of it for the pirates bus. The, the coaches didn't come out that night. No. Um, so yeah, Chris was trying to get them and none of them came out. Um, so we ended up going over to the Cubs bus, uh, the Cubs lot again. And, um, yeah, I mean, not too much happening. We were sitting there waiting and like, you know, you never know who's still left at that point. Um, we were, we were kind of in like the adults corral, the adult side of the, of the corral. And, uh, there was like this like little kid in front of us, like this kind of like goofy little kid who was just like kind of talking to other people and talking out loud and stuff. And, um, yeah, there was a lady, um, there was a lady kind of on the outside of the corral with a dog that she looked like she was just like taking her dog for a walk, but she had stopped to kind of watch all the, all the commotion and stuff. And, uh, yeah, this little kid kind of like, was just like talking to this lady. Um, I feel like you do the voice better, Jack. So you want to, sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the little kid like seems to be into this dog and he, he says to the lady, he goes, that dog's stumbling around like he's tired. 
And um, and the lady, you know, he sounded a little. He kind of reminded me of Ralph Wiggum. Like he didn't really sound oh, yeah. exactly like Ralph Wiggum, but he had Ralph Wiggum vibes. Yeah, um, for sure. And so, so the the kid says that he says that dog's stumbling around like he's tired, which is a, a which was a ridiculous comment because like the dog did not seem tired, and in fact, like the dog was barking very loudly, like numerous times, um, at both like the kid, uh, at Jeremy at one point, just like you know, kind of kind of whatever. Um, but the lady hears that comment and she kind of doesn't like, she kind of doesn't really acknowledge it. She's just like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the kid goes, he's like, my dog's always tired. And then, um, eventually that led to like him showing her a picture of his dog, uh, on like a phone that he had. I don't know if it was his phone or his his mom's, but it's like, why would this lady care about what your dog looks like, kid? I don't even remember that part happening. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that totally happened. And then also what the kid was trying to do, and I think this was, like, what was making the dog bark, was, like, the kid was, like, leaning over the corral to try to pet the dog. But he, like, you know, so sometimes he would pet it, and then the dog would bark at him. And sometimes, like, he couldn't quite reach it. But it's like, you know, hey, man, like, why don't you leave this dog alone? Like, the dog doesn't seem to really be into it. Um so yeah, that was that was strange, but um, Jeremy, at first you you thought he said that dog's stumbling around like he's dead, which would which would like, like, like he's like dying. he's dying, like he's which, dying. Yeah, I that that would have been honestly, funnier. I, I it would have been funnier. I I still like to in my mind think that that's what he said. I I actually <laughs> think maybe the late that I thought that that's what he said because the lady reacted to him as if that's what he said, like Sh- sure, like he um, basically just said like the dog looked like it's dying, and she's like oh okay, oh. Um, and like, it was, it was an apt response for that sort of statement. Um, so like, yeah, Jack, you said, you thought he heard him, you said, heard him say that his dog's tired too, or something. So like, yeah, I might, it might, I might've like uh, squashed that theory, but like in, in my mind, that's, I swear to God that that's what I heard. And, um, yeah, the lady, the lady responded. I was, cause I was like, how's this lady going to respond to this little kid saying that? And, um, she responded like about how you would think someone would respond to someone saying that. Yeah, the, the only uh, the, the only reason I, I knew it wasn't dying was because of the, of his follow up statement. But you know, then then maybe 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 he did say like my dog's also dying or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was right. like trying to trauma bond with this this lady. I don't I don't know. Um, but that that was uh, that that was a funny thing. Um, David Ross uh, came out again. We saw him, and he actually had like a whole bunch of family with him. Like he had uh, like I think his daughter with him, and just a bunch of other. A bunch of other people. Uh, I don't know if they were all his kids or what, but like he came out, and so it, it was funny that like he said he had family in town the night before, and then he came out and he actually had a bunch of family with him. And it's like, yeah, maybe this guy wasn't lying for once, or maybe everything he says is always true. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. It's it seems like um, it seems to not even matter. It's like it doesn't matter what he says. Like he's not signing, so it's like. No, and no one is expecting him to sign. So it's like he might as well just not even say anything. So, yeah, that was um, that, that was interesting that he actually had people with him. Um, as far as in terms of other people who don't sign, um, Dansby Swanson came out and he was actually with Nico Horner. Right. This night. Yep. yep. And they they walk over. They're walking over. And like at this point, there was like not a lot of people left. Right. No, no. And, um, yeah, you know, obviously people called for him. He's with Nico who like always signs and Dansby just kind of like looks at us and like maybe he waved or something and then just went in, did not sign. 
Yeah, I, and yeah, Jeremy, it couldn't have been more than four or five of us at that point. Uh, so it's like, you know, if Dansby's not going to sign for four people, um, he ain't signed for nobody. So yeah. that was uh, that was disappointing. I, I've heard maybe sometimes you can get him in the park, but, uh, you know, not, um, not last night. Uh, yeah. Anyway, finally, uh, the last person we saw um, was Christopher Morell. So he didn't go to the parking lot. Uh, he exited through a side door and he peeled off um, down Gallagher Way to go uh, to go to the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, so we made him. Uh, he had he had headphones on, um, and so we don't usually like to do this, especially not at night. But we're like, let's try to get Morel. So we uh, we we uh, sort of chased him down, and uh, you know, and he he signed for us. Yeah, he uh, basically he walked by this like little bar area that's like kind of in this walkway on Gallagher Way, and some guys said like, "Hey, good game tonight," and uh, he said like, "Thank you." And I heard the guy saying to his table, "He's like that was Christopher Morell," um, and then he then he put his headphones on like full you know full blast or full like he fully put them over his ears and was walking. I called for him a couple times and he didn't respond, and then he was walking towards some people and they kind of flagged him down, asked him for a picture. And uh, we, we were able to get in there and ask him for an autograph, and he signed. I had three cards in my book of his, and he signed one. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely changed since last year. Um, he was, like, he was almost too, he was too friendly last year, and so we got him this time. Uh, and uh, it was cool, um, but he was very, like, it was very, like, you know, um, matter of fact. And uh, we'll have a, a follow-up to that, um, you know, afterwards uh, for, the, for the Orioles game. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, yeah, that that's gonna do it for the uh, the Pirates game, Jeremy. Um, should we take a little bit little break before we go to the Orioles? Yeah, sure. Let's do that, and we'll come right back. Okay, and we're back, and um, yeah, let's uh, let's get into the uh, the uh, June sixteenth Orioles at Cubs game. Um, we were, uh, yeah, I don't know. This was um, exciting to see the Orioles, um, but we were kind of. From a graphing standpoint, um, you know, with Adley and all the hubbub around him and Gunnar Henderson, we we had low expectations, I would say, um, for this for this series. But um, but yeah, uh, we did get there early um, at gates open, and um, were they were taking BP, and we were watching the pitchers pitch, and so yeah, it was it was a whole scene, just like kind of like the Pirates. Yeah, it. Uh, I should say too that th- this game was a little bit more expensive than the previous yeah. games, like kind of a lot more expensive. Um, so like you know those scumbag teenage graphers, uh, you know, were se- seemingly priced out of this one, which was nice. Um, so it was just us and like a bunch of Orioles fans over there, which was which was cool. Uh, it was a Friday afternoon game, one twenty p.m. So did you um, hear? Did you hear the uh, the grapher who we'll talk about later? Did you hear him talking about that down by the bus? You know, did- I did not actually. Was he? Did- yeah, he he said the same thing. Like so, I guess spoiler alert. We saw the gray grapher, aka yep. Dennis. Mm-hmm. Um, Dennis is his real name. We saw him down by the bus. We'll talk about that in a second, or you know, when we get to it, because that was funny. But um, uh, he, I heard him say, saying to another grapher guy, he's like, "Yeah, the prices are getting you know too high uh, for most guys." Like, and he said something to that exact fact fact wow. that it was like it was too expensive to like be graphing or something. Um, and I can't remember what he said if he went to the game or not, but uh, but yeah, yeah, okay. So you know that that theory ended up uh, having having some validation. Um, yeah. yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, so we we were there. Um, you know, just trying to take in all of the guys, see who everybody was. Uh, and Jeremy and I, um, 
shamefully got got caught sleeping at the wheel. Um, so we were both, uh, you know, batting practice was going on, and we were both um, we both had the MLB.com like rosters pulled up, and we were just trying to look through the rosters, see whose guys' numbers uh, were what, um, zooming in on pictures just to like see which coaches were who, and then all of a sudden we hear like. A ball, like someone right at the last second say heads up and a ball like thuds like three feet uh to our left um yeah. so yeah man we almost got brained by a line drive one of us did yeah yeah i was a little closer to the ball yeah. it, it so it's weird because those seats are on an angle like when you get up by the the wall there down the first base line and we're like standing between like we're standing kind of in the aisle like right up against the wall right and so it landed i think like two rows in front of me but on an angle so it was a lot closer and it was kind of like wide open and like yeah it's like usually when the ball's in the air someone will yell heads up uh this one they didn't yell heads up until it was about like like a half like a quarter of a second from hitting the 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 seats so yes even if it was coming to hit us it would have been too late uh to do anything about it it thudded off of this the seat and i was i was legit like kind of like dazed yeah um like by like, whoa, Jesus, what the fuck? And then, then like, luckily, my instinct kicked in, and I'm like, oh, get the ball. There's no one near this ball except for you. So I, I just darted for the ball, and I kind of reached down and grabbed it. I didn't uh, skin my knee and just yeah. totally destroy my my shin this time. Uh, but I, I, re- I reached down and I got the ball. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, the the only drawback about it was that I couldn't tell who was in the cage at that time. Sure. It was a righty. Um, unless they switched right after it was a left, but I don't think so. I think, um, it was, it was the same guy. Um, it looked, it was a tiny guy. So it, I think it, I, th- I'm, I'm like almost certain it was, uh, Ramon Urias, but, okay. um, it could have been Joey Ortiz, but, uh, I think it was Ramon Urias. And so I thought maybe I'd get him to sign that ball. Um, but he didn't sign for anyone anyway, so it didn't matter. Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, so that that was uh, you know we were a little shaken up uh, by that. Um, uh, we also had Jeremy. You had your book there, and just kind of coincidentally, uh, two different well, balls. Well, so yeah, yeah. Hold on. So so like um so yeah like so whatever. So we're we're over there. We're we're still trying to get autographs, trying to identify these guys, and like half of the people down there. I would say more than half the people down there are just trying to get a baseball, and so the players like kind of are you know kind of know that, and so like. Uh, they are th- always they're constantly throwing balls to the fans and like two of the people down there who were distinctly not trying to get balls but were trying to get autographs were me and Jack so i'm not like i don't have a neither of us have a glove like we're not we, you know we have one hand full with our book the other hand has our marker in it so like really we don't have any free hands you can kind of you know work with one hand with the with the sharpie in it um but um we don't know if it was um Josh Lester or Tyler Wells. Do you know who threw that first ball? I I don't I don't recall. Those guys kind of look the same, so I don't I don't know. Yeah, someone someone came over. Let's say it was Tyler Wells came over and like you know, so a ball, someone hits a ball and it like lands like kind of near the 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 first base line, uh there the right field foul line, let's say. And he turns around and he just throws the ball into the stands. And he threw it right at me. I mean, he threw it at like me and Jack. Um, there's still a little bit of uh, you know a little bit of hesitation going all the way back to a couple years when I when I when I grabbed that ball that Tim Anderson threw. Although I gotta say, Jack, I I think I've I think I'm I mean we I think everything was clear when when you finally got uh, a ball sure um, off a of bat. 
Um, but like, I gotta say, I didn't, I, this, so the ball's in the air and I wasn't sure if I should reach out to get it or not. Cause it was, it, it was, you know, in the heat of the moment, you can't tell who it's closer to me or you, but I, you, you kind of bailed, you kind of like, like bailed on the ball a little bit. I, I did. Well, I, I, yeah, I didn't have a free hand. I think I had a marker in one hand and my, uh, my, my notebook in the other. So I was like, well, shit, I got nothing to catch, catch <laughs> it with. And honestly, I mean, it's just like a batting practice ball. So I was like, ah, you know, let, I'll let somebody else like get this. So <laughs> for sure. Although like me not knowing that I felt like it almost hit me because of that. <laughs> so, so, uh, cause I, I would have went, if I would have just went for it, like without thinking about anything, like I, I guess, you know, it, it might have gone a little better, but basically I tried to catch it with my, with my, um, my book kind of like, like, kind of like in my, in the crook of my hand. So basically the ball hit my book and then it kind of bounced up and hit me in the chest a little bit. Uh, it wasn't really that bad. Um, and, but then like, again, I was like dazed. It was like, Ugh! like, and like, you know, oh, there was a big thud when it hit my book and I kind of like, you know, kind of shook, shook it off. And I realized the ball, you know, had fallen to the ground and some fucking guy next to Jack with like a little kid grabbed it. And granted he gave it to the little kid, but it's also like, dude, that ball hit my book and it hit me. It's like, you don't think I deserve it more than you dude. And so he just like, he just like took it and like, you know, I saw, I think I saw like a little kid with it. So I guess that's what happened. But I was, I was, you know, it was a big commotion. I was like, Whoa, what the hell happened there? Um, so whatever. So I didn't get that ball and you know, it, it was what it was. Um, at some point in between all of this stuff happening, um, a dad and his little kid came over and the little kid was trying to get a ball really bad, which like I said, most of the people down there are trying to get balls. Um, and again, someone hits a ball and it kind of like one hops on the, like the dirt in foul territory. And it almost like one hopped right to us. It was almost like one of those like perfect scenarios where it's like, Oh, I want a ball but I don't want to break my hand for it. So like, couldn't it just like bounce or couldn't it just like bounce off of something and roll right to my feet, you know? And so it, it bounced once, which killed all the momentum. And then it bounced up into the stands and like, it almost went right to us. Um, and you know, it would have been perfect, but it just didn't quite make it into the stands. So it kicked, it kicked kind of like right in front of us. And then there's a security guard who runs over and grab, picks up the ball. And like, we saw him throw another ball to someone and like, his form looked pretty bad. Like think like Danny McBride in um, Eastbound and Down, although maybe not that bad. But he, <laughs> he he didn't know how to throw a baseball. Basically, it looked pretty awkward. And so then, like next thing I know, he's like wheeling around and like or winding up and then throwing the ball like right at me and me and Jack or whatever. Yeah. And so this this time, um, he throws it and it hits my book again because again I still have my book in my hand. But this one I actually caught. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he, he actually threw it pretty hard, too, considering he was throwing it into a crowd of people who weren't wearing baseball gloves. Yeah. Um, like, you know, when, when you throw a ball into a crowd like that, you're supposed to kind of loft it up. Um, I don't know if they, like, train these these security guards, like, you know, if that's, like, part of their training. But, uh, yeah, you shouldn't throw a ball on a line at just a group of people <laughs> who don't have gloves on. It almost hit me in the face. So I was <laughs> I was glad that you that you caught it. Yeah, that one. Um, yeah, again, yeah, I did see Jack kind of bail uh, from the corner of my eye, um, and I got it. And you know, and I was like, yeah, you you mentioned like the last ball, like you know, you would have given it to a kid. I was too. Um, um, so especially after getting the one, so um, I you know, I kind of wanted that. You know, I was kind of like 
pulling for that kid to get a ball. And um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm going to let this be my like my good deed. You know, sure. so if I ever get a ball, um, if, if I ever get a ball and there's assholes yelling at me to give it to a kid, I'll say like, hey, I gave the last one to a kid, you know, like, <laughs> so that's actually a good line, you know. Um, so 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 what I did was I got the ball and like I, I, I think about this stuff and like, you know, it's like a little kid. And like, I think like if if I was a little kid, and like my dad got me a ball. Um, you know, I would think like he was like fucking like Superman or something. And so like, I was thinking like, what if I like got a ball and like deflected it to like the dad so that the dad could give it to a kid. So I don't know if you saw, did you see the motion in which I gave it to the kid, Jack? I not, not really. No. Um, so yeah, basically I was like catching, uh, so I got the ball, I got it in my hand and, and kind of like in the same fluid motion, I grabbed it and I kind of went underhand and I threw it in the kid's mitt. <laughs> Basically, I kind of like threw it in his mitt and then like um, the, the the dad, like the kid was like, whoa. And like the dad was like, hey, and like, you know, and the kid was like excited, although I don't think he said thank you. Um, but maybe I, maybe I made it seem like I like I actually missed it and it fell into his mitt. I don't know. Maybe I like he's a little kid. And, like my bad sleight of hand actually worked on him. <laughs> I don't know. But like I, I did like just put it in the kid's mitt, basically. Sure. Yeah, I was but, gonna say, and then you you like tipped your cap and and rode off into the sunset. You know. <laughs> um. So yeah. So the dad the dad did thank me afterwards, but uh, yeah. I don't know the kid like um you know he got his uh he got his ball. So the, the the dad the dad was cool too. I mean like he, uh, he heard me say Kirby at one point um because I mentioned to you that like I got Kirby like around this area and uh the kid the kid heard me and was like kirby like he thought i was talking about the video game player and the dad was like no wayne kirby so like you know i said the word kirby and the dad just immediately knew who i was talking about so i was like all right i'll, I'll give some props for that that guy yeah. that guy knows what time it is yeah he managed to not tick any of the one million boxes that will piss us off i guess <laughs> you know as, as as just guys who do this podcast um so he was yeah he was kind of cool enough um and uh he did the little kid did get Ryan McKenna who was signing down the line and I did say like hey I think that's Ryan McKenna to the dad and um then the kid got his autograph and he was like he's like I don't know who this is let's see who this is and like I'm like dude I just told you it was Ryan McKenna but so there was that but still they were they were cool enough um so so yeah so whatever so that's my that's my good deed I'm you know I'm not I I, I don't have to feel like guilty if I ever keep a ball over a kid again um <laughs> So, so yeah. Um, so one of the, um, you know, so when these guys are out there, you know, you you try to call them over or whatever. Um, sometimes they come right over kind of like Graham Ashcraft pretty much. Like we only had to wait like a minute or something. Um, Tyler Wells, um, you know, came out and he's having a great year. Um, uh, and there was a lot of Orioles fans around and they were just totally kissing his ass. They were like yelling, like, you know, stuff to him. And, um, I'll rest. I'll I'll stay. Say what they say in a. I'll say what they said in a second because they said it again um, later on. But basically, they called for Tyler Wells and like they were like shouting. Like they were lauding him with with compliments about his season, and he like smiled and said like you know he kind of nodded, and then um, he kind of came over. He had, had went to field a ball, and he was kind of he kind of had to come close to us to do it. So I yell out. I'm like, Hey, Tyler. You know, can you sign for us after BP? And like it sounded like he didn't hear me, but he did come over and look, and I had my like sharpie up in the air, and so he did come over and sign for us. 
Um, and so like, yeah, he can't comes right over. He signs for me, he signs for Jack. Um, and he starts signing down the line for different people. And those Orioles nerds who are next to us, this guy, like, so Tyler Wells now is right in front of us. And this guy says this thing again. He goes like, he goes, number one in whip, number one in our heart. And like, and it was just like, oh, come on, man. And then he's like, um, you know, uh, he said something. He said it throughout another state. He goes like, hey, man, you're, you know, uh, you know, uh, enjoy being the all-star starter or something like that. Like, you're going to be the all-star starter. And like, it's like, that's something like that would be amazing for Tyler Wells to be named the American League starter for the all-star game. And it's like, he doesn't need to hear this from you, bonehead, like, if anything, like, jinxing it. And it's like, like... Just don't say that. It was super annoying. And then he was, and and you know, he, this idiot had a lot of time to yell stuff at him while he's signing. And then he goes, so he goes like, "Yeah, Tyler, you're like second in batting average against behind some guy that I I never heard of, uh, Otani or something." Yeah. And like, and Wells like gives kind of like a you know perfunctory like smile at the guy. But I'm sh- I'm sure even Tyler Wells, who isn't really a well known guy, so probably would would appreciate the uh, recognition. I'm sure even him was, he was like, geez, man, come on. Like, you know, have some self-respect, you know? Um, so it was cool to get him. I, he signed for me and I, I said like, Hey, you're having a hell of a year, man. And like, you know, I'll say something like that to them, but like, I'm not going to say like, Oh, Tyler, you know, you're like, you're such a stud, you know, <laughs> like, you know, uh, thanks for looking at me in the eyes or something. Like, it's like, just have a little, like, I feel like they would respect, someone who has a little more self-respect, you know, like instead of just fawning all over them like that. Yeah. Or, or just like memorizing secondary statistics and, and making up like, you know, cute little phrases for it. Um, I, I know it's like, you know, way, way to, way to ruin it for everybody. Um, it's, it was a little lame. It was. But, um, yeah. So, but, but again, Tyler Wells, one of the main guys I wanted, I wanted to get him last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, very happy to get him this year. So that was cool. And he is, like I said, he is having a hell of a year. And so, uh, it was cool to uh, to 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 get him. Yeah, um, definitely. We didn't really get much else. Ryan uh, Mountcastle signed down the line. Um, some other guys did. I wanted to get Joey Ortiz, but he didn't sign. Um, so I think yeah. I mean, was there anything else there before we kind of booked it out of there? No, we. I, I think that was it. So so then we um you know go in and go or get our scorecards. This is now our new thing where we we we're in right field. So then we go to like the the gift shop in in right field to get our scorecards. Um, it's actually nice because at that point there's not really a line. Most people are just like shopping still, and we just go right in line and get a, a scorecard. Yeah. Um. So we go in. Uh, I don't know if Jack got harassed. To he, actually, he you had know, the sa- you you had the same lady, didn't you? Same lady didn't say anything to me. Yeah, nice. That's that's nice. Um, I was leading the way um, up to the cash register, and um, there was like a younger girl working back there. Not not like a teenage girl, but like I don't know, in her early tw- in her twenties or something. And um, <clears throat> she, uh, I started walking up to the register, and she goes like scorecard, and I'm like yeah, and she's like yeah, you look the type, <laughs> and uh, and I'm like okay, I'll take it, I'll take it. And, uh, you know, she's like, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, here you go, like, whatever. And then I, I, I f- forgot if she said something else, but I said something like, yeah, you know, I'll, t- I'll take that as a compliment or something. Sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's like, you know, she, she, she knew that we were scorekeepers, I guess, which was kind of funny. And Right, like, yeah, yeah, and it wasn't, wasn't hard for her to make us. Um, no. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you know, um, we, we get to our seats. Again, it's it's kind of an unexpectedly cold day. It's, uh, you know, June 16th at this point, but it's still it's still breezy. It's chilly. 
Um, but the game is, you know, the game is just kind of moving right along. Uh, uh, Cole Irvin started for the Baltimore Orioles. He gave up three home runs in one inning. Um, so, so that was a thing. Um, you know, we haven't seen three home runs in one inning too much off of the same pitcher. Uh, yeah. The Cubs have their usual uh, between innings, um, you know, uh, entertainment things. Uh, one of them is a guy signing a, a tub of popcorn. And this, this one today was Nico. I think we've seen this one before. And, and the game is, you know, he, the, he, like you'll see an autograph and you have to guess if that's Nico's autograph or not. And, you know, Jeremy, uh, we, we just were kind of thinking like, they don't like they don't need Nico Horner signing like any more autographs than he already is. Like yeah. this guy's going to land on the IL or something if he if he keeps do ha- having to do this stuff. You know, um <clears throat> uh Patrick Wisdom had kind of a rough game this game and ended up coming out of the game early and we thought it was just because of poor play. He ended up going on the IL later um <clears throat> with uh he he went on the IL um and he actually had a a private signing um, in or not private signing, a, a public signing at a card shop in New Buffalo, Michigan after this game. Um, and then, you know, and then it it turns out that he on Saturday they announced that he went on the IL and uh, it was actually with right wrist soreness. And it it's was. like, and like, what the hell is he doing? He was doing a pri- uh, like a public signing and signing all the autographs with a sore right wrist. Um, so that was probably not great. Uh, but yeah, Nico, you know, no one's signing more team autographs on this team than Nico Horner. And then they have him signing the, the, the top of this Garrett's popcorn tub just for like a little game. And it's like, no, like, you know, don't. He doesn't need to sign anymore. He signs enough. Um, again, I think we remarked as well too, Jack. It's like if they only knew, like if they asked us like to do, to do that game, if they only knew like how much, you know, we know about their autographs. So um, no. that would be... Yeah. yeah, for sure. The the one we would get wrong is Ross. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Yeah, exactly. I, I I will say, Jeremy, just to go back to the wisdom thing for a second. Um, that that felt like you know sometimes they'll move a guy to the IL when they don't have any space for him and like, but they don't know what they want to do with him yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. that that's kind of what this felt like for wisdom. I feel yeah. like his his days with the Cubs might kind of be numbered. Yeah, possibly. It's definitely if if Madrigal can give them anything, I think that could be the case. Um, you know, I think they're just at the very least they're just trying to give him like a mental break or something. Right. Um, but um, yeah, I don't really know. I mean, uh, you know, I think there's other guys on the team who probably deserve a spot less than Patrick Wisdom, but yeah. um, you know, it just it it Ross did say the other day that he's they're gonna he's like we're gonna let we're gonna let Nick run it we're gonna let Madrigal run at third base so. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah it seems like it's his job now and wisdom is just trying to find a spot to to play and yeah did not do did not look good out there and um I'm sure he's not feeling great um but but yeah so No yeah and one one thing you pointed out to me Jeremy I think this was on Wednesday but uh you know we we should say this on the pod just to get it on record but when Madrigal is making a throw from from third oh, yeah. base to first base he takes like five steps forward before he throws um yeah. you know as opposed to like Nolan Arenado who'll just like get a ball like maybe even take a couple steps back and then just gun it to first like or like Manny Machado seems to like love throwing it in foul territory to first right. base Right, yeah. yeah, and like meanwhile, like you have Madrigal like running up to the pitcher's mound before he finally like throws it. So um, he's doing a uh, Michael Kopech type crow hop to, to first base. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so folks, if, if next time you watch uh, Nick Madrigal at third base, just uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, you know, definitely, definitely not a uh, uh, an arm you want on that side of the diamond. But yeah. uh, anyhow, um, so. Uh, 
Um, Jeremy and I actually didn't buy seats together for this game, uh, but we ended up just being able to sit together in the section I'd bought tickets in, which was 330R. So I'm almost the furthest uh, 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 right, right like next corner. to the foul pole in right field, like, you know, kind of kind of that sort of territory. Um, anyway, not bad seats. Uh, but the section got pretty full about the third or fourth inning, um, and some guy sat down right in front of us. Uh, he seemed to be by himself, uh, and to quote, yeah. I think you should leave, which we're also going to do a little bit later, this guy was a lot. Um, <laughs> but in, He wasn't really a factor, but it was just like watching him sit down was like too much. Jeremy, you called him the Boy Scout fan. He had like a, a backpack uh, on him. Uh, he had like a hat on. He had like uh, this foam thing that he could sit on so like his ass wouldn't hurt from the seat. Uh, <laughs> he he had it all, man. Like yeah. it was just, he had, this guy was too much. In his backpack, I don't know if you noticed this, Jack, but he had a, 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 a like a, a safety hot dog in his backpack. Like he, <laughs> he had... He he had a hot dog in the wrapper sitting in his backpack for the whole game. Like he bought it so he would have it in reserve just in case he got hungry in like the fifth inning. I don't know if you noticed that, Jack, but it was sitting there the whole goddamn time. I'm like, eat that fucking hot dog, man. It's probably cold now. You know? Yeah, it's it's well, I mean, it's like if you were going into the woods as a boy scout, like they would tell you to bring bring rations along with you, like in case you get lost. It's like that's yeah. got that's why this guy had like an extra hot dog with him. Yeah. Um so he had all this stuff. Um, Jack, I don't know if you noticed at one point, but I smelled some chaw and I think he, he started, he started dipping during the game too. Oh, did he really? Yeah. I smelled chaw and like, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was him in front. Although that's not very boy scoutly of him. Um, maybe it was someone next to him, but I'm pretty sure it was that guy. Well, again, like that's like almost like checking the boxes of like a baseball experience, you know, yeah. like he had to just have his chaw in for one inning. Actually, though, too, it, <laughs> it's like I, I don't I wonder how the hell he got that into the park, because I don't think I don't think you're allowed oh. to bring that into the park anymore. Oh, yeah. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. There was a time we didn't really we've never really talked about this on the podcast, Jack, but there, there was a time where we, we would we brought dip a couple of times to games. Yeah, those were the days we could probably get that into into Beloit. You know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they don't. They don't. They don't check shit there. Um, that's uh, that. That's funny though. So anyway, yeah, this guy was there. Uh, he was in front of us. Behind us, there was this really Ugh. annoying, uh, little kid. This kid. This kid was uh, he, probably Ugh. younger than five. He was a little boy, and just from the very start of the game, he was just screaming gibberish. Um, yeah. Uh, Jeremy, you called it little kid bingo. Yeah, he basically, like, if you got, like, a, a bingo card with all the fucking annoying things that a little kid does at a baseball game, this kid was doing it. He was standing on the on the seats. He was fucking screeching, not just, like, talking or not just, like, like whatever, yelling, but he was, like, screeching. It was gibberish. He was kicking the seat, and he, he did all this within the first, like, 30 seconds of, of him of sitting down behind us. I think he was with... His grandparents. Yeah, um, uh, I I look back and like they were older people, so yeah, yeah. they were de- definitely his grandparents. So maybe that's why they like were a little apprehensive to like just tell him to shut the fuck up. Um, yeah, the, the, but, I will say to that the, the the grandmother's credit, she did tell him like to not kick the seats, uh-huh. but she's like he kicked the seat a couple times and she she stopped him. She's like, don't kick the seat; it it vibrates uh, the the chairs for the people in front of them. And this is a fucking kid. Who's like, yeah, like whatever, three, four, whatever years old. Like he understands like the physics of like kicking someone's seat. But she like, she says, don't kick it. Like it'll vibrate their seat. And then as soon as she stopped, he kicked the seat. It was just like, come on, man, get a grip. I I had this, I was envisioning this thing of them just like 
fucking filling him up with like sugar and candy like before they came to the game. Sure. And then just like not having any like responsibility for his his actions after that. But you know, I don't know. We I definitely think we come across as kid haters on this podcast. Well, and I'm sure like as parents, like it's it's a lot harder than than you know than 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 what we would say. But I also said to you, Jack, I'm like, not every kid acts like this kid. No. I mean, not every kid is just a complete brat. Uh, and, hey, you know, to the kid's credit, too, the kid shouldn't even be there. It's the grandparents' right. fault for taking – for taking because he's only, like, four. It's it's the grandparents' fault for taking the kid in the first place. When, when my – you know, when I used to go to baseball games like a five-year-old, like, I remember going to a few of them when I was, like, five, six years old when I was still, like, still too young to, like, possibly even understand what the fuck was going on. Like – I was bored to tears at a baseball game. I hated it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I would want to, I would have to like go up for walks and like, you know, go get food, like pizza, whatever. It's like, I couldn't pay attention to the game. I didn't know what, what was going on. You know, when a, when a kid is like that little, there's no way that they can pay attention to the game. They have no idea what's going on. So for them, it's probably just torture to have to like sit here and like do nothing. So of course they're going to act up. It's like, just, just put, put on like cars and give the kids some cheese and crackers and just, like, just have that. You don't need to take him to a baseball game. Like, he'll be perfectly happy doing that. But, so, yeah, uh, yeah it's, just, uh, it, it's just a mess all around. But, it, you know, if the kids start screaming like that, at least at least um, just take him for a walk or something. Yeah, for sure. I And there were times where he settled down and then he would kind of just kick up again. And, uh, yeah, we didn't really talk about this. I, Jack, it almost felt like I had, like, a hangover. Uh, I, I don't know if you were like ever like were, were like looking at me while I was kind of like kind of trying to like revive myself. But we'll say this like, um, you know, stay tuned for for next week's episode um, because we'll be reviewing in between these two games. We went to another game. We went up to Beloit um, yeah. to see the Beloit Skycarp versus the Quad City River Bandits. Um, and so, you know, it was a late night. I wasn't sure if I was going to this game until like the middle of the night. I, I, I literally woke up in the middle of the night, checked uh, SeatGeek and found a cheap ticket and bought it. So I texted Jack at like 1030 in the morning saying that I'd, I'd see him at the park in, you know, an hour and 20 minutes. Um, so I was up to like 430 in the morning, like prepping cards and like getting my book ready. And so I was I was kind of hurt in this game. I had a mild headache. My eyes hurt. I took my glasses off for half of the game and and, you know, I was like, I, I think I told Jack, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm just, you know, I'm fighting a headache here. And I said to him, like, luckily, I don't have a fucking kid screaming in my ear because that would really suck. Um, and that's exactly what was happening. Um, so. So, yeah, it was uh, it was it was rough. Um, you know, I, 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 I rallied and uh, and made it. But like um, it didn't help to have this kid. And like, I guess they tried to help a little bit, but it was just like it was just this, a bad situation to be in. But, um, yeah, the kid fucking, you know, I would have got bingo little kid bingo for sure from all that stuff yeah it was it was bad and then uh you know to make matters uh worse um or maybe a little bit better behind him uh there was just this complete like uh this complete hooligan uh, like it a was, total total cubs buffoon it was uh, it was it was better i think because this guy at least gave us a lot of of entertainment uh he's definitely the fan of the game definitely a bonehead um I mean, I can't really, I don't know how to describe him. He was just like, kind of like a, I think he was maybe like, like losing his hair a little bit. He had like grayish hair, chubby guy wearing like a Cubs shirt and like shorts. He kind of looked like just a guy. I don't know. It's hard to explain. He was just like a, just a completely 
goofy guy, but we did we did make a thing, right? Like we talked about like the um the police lineup. Sure. Yeah, like if if you made a just a police lineup of baseball fans and you had to guess which one was saying all this stupid shit, like <laughs> you would definitely pick this guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were like, because it's funny because when we hear guys yelling behind us, you know, you can't just go and turn right around and look at them to see who's saying it. You have to kind of wait, <laughs> wait for your moment. And so we were debating who it was, and Jack thought it possibly might have been this one guy. And I kind of saw that guy, and I'm like, he looks too normal to be saying that stuff. I actually think you might have pointed at the kid's grandfather, maybe. I, I did. At first, I thought it was them because it sounded like it was directly behind us, but it was just right. it was just loud enough that it sounded like that. Right, and then I look back and I'm like, because I'm, because then I was like, I don't, maybe Jack, but there's a guy behind them, and I'm, and I'm, he definitely looks the type, and then we yeah. we caught it later, and, and it was this guy, and it's just funny, <laughs> it's funny to think about like a lineup of five guys, and it's like, uh, number two, please step forward, you know, <laughs> say something stupid, and like, yep, that's the guy, you know, and then all right, book him, you know, <laughs> um, but uh, the first thing he said was, uh, let's see, it was the top of the second inning. Um, Ryan O'Hearn, who is batting fourth, leading off this. So Hendricks goes one, two, three in the first inning. Um, and then Ryan O'Hearn comes up to lead off the second and he gets like an infield single. And the guy, you hear the guy right, right away say like, Oh, way to, way to mess up. Hendricks is no hitter. As if like, you know, it was like the eighth inning with two outs or something. Yeah. As if it was the Drew Smiley game. Yeah, exactly. Like I realized, I realized after the fact, like later on that Hendricks, had a no hitter going in, I think maybe it was his pr- prior start in San sure. Francisco. But even so, even the the most stupidest of fans wouldn't expect a no hitter in the top of the second inning. So um, he said that out loud for everyone to hear. Um, um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. That that one was great. Uh, the the next one he had, um, I forget when exactly in the game it was, but the scenario was like there was a guy on first, and you know mm-hmm. the the play was something like. Uh, guy on first, a, a ground ball gets hit to the first baseman, like right in the direction of first base. First baseman fields the ground ball, steps on first, then makes a throw to second. Um, but like the throw is going to be late because I think the runner was going. And so the throw hits the runner in the back as the runner is sliding into second base. And it was a mildly hard throw. But so this throw hits the runner in the back and it's just a dead ball. Runner's safe at second. And the guy goes... Ah, that hurts, but it's legal. Uh, <laughs> and, like, it was just a, a baffling thing to say because, like, it was neither legal nor illegal. It was just a, like, it was just a thing that happened. Um, right. Like, the guy just got hit with the ball. So it's like, yeah, I guess it was legal because, it you know, it, it's just a dead ball. But, like, what? Yeah. Yeah, it was just a weird thing to, to say. Um, as if, like, that was a strategy. Like, let's right. hit him in the back. You know that way, whatever. Um, I'm, man, I'm really trying to look at my scorecard to see what what play that was, and I can't remember. No, it's um, it, it, it's yeah, it, I I couldn't remember either. Um, yeah. But the the next one uh, was a little bit later in the game. I think this was during the sixth inning when the Cubs had their big rally. Yeah. But they had they had runners on second and third, and the guy goes, "All right, fly ball scores two. Um, <laughs> and I think what he meant by that was like, just like maybe a line drive hit scores too like yeah technically a line drive is a, is a fly ball i guess so like <laughs> yeah you know, or like base hit scores too and like right. he just said fly ball instead of base hit i don't like i i me and jack looked at each other and we were like 
did we both hear what we thought we heard? And we were like, yeah. And we wrote it in the notes. We have like a sixth sense now at this point of like, you know, of like hearing things and looking at each other and then someone grabs the notes to write it down. So yeah. And, and that, that was, uh, that was definitely one of them. So, uh, yeah, a two, a two run, a two run sacrifice fly for sure. Um, and then he had a couple other good ones, Jeremy, I think that you wrote down. Yeah. So then like, I think it was Nick Madrigal was up at the plate. This might've been the sixth or the seventh inning. Um, he batted both innings and like, there was like a close call where like, it looked like he might've gotten hit and we were legitimately like far away from the home plate in right field. And um, it was kind of unclear what happened. And I was maybe writing something down or whatever. And, like, so it was close. And the, the crowd kind of, like, ooh, like that. Like, almost like Madrigal got hit. And, like, the guy, this guy didn't, like, know what happened. And, like, the ump wasn't signaling, like, you know, like, he got hit, take first base. You know, like, they'll, they'll, they'll like, point to their arm and then point to first base. Like, he didn't do that. And so the guy, like, everyone was kind of, like, unsure what happened. And the guy goes... What's your signal? Tell us what's going on. <laughs> it's like, it's like, <laughs> it was like, just, he was exasperated. And like, it was just like, it's something, it definitely sounded like something you would yell at your TV at home, but he was, you know, amongst like 37,000 people yelling this. And like, it just like, it was also on him a little bit, like announcing that he didn't see what happened. And, but it was just a funny thing to yell. He was like looking at other people next. He was definitely by himself, but he was looking at people down, down the, the, his aisle, like talking with them, like saying like, yeah, did you see that? Like he should have had that one. You know, like I was thinking maybe he was a season ticket holder and the people around him knew him or something, but um, I don't know. But, but he also seemed like the kind of guy who would just say stuff out loud to anyone who was looking to, to, to hear or, you know, who, who, who would give him the time of day. Um, also in that sixth inning, so I think I think a lot of this stuff happened in the sixth inning. Um, the the Cubs had another six six run six inning rally, and um, I think it was maybe like at the end of the the inning, um, he like he looks at the scoreboard and the scoreboard like shows the lineup and it sh- when you're in the inning it shows you what they did in that at bat. Um, so it's kind of nice if you miss something, you could just look and look at the scoreboard and, and see what, what they did. But he goes, he's, he stands up and he talks to the people down the row from him. And he's like, look, look at that. Single, walk, walk, single. We don't need no doubles. <laughs> like <laughs> signifying that they scored all those runs on like basically playing like, you know, s- small ball to an extent. Right. And it's just like, okay, man, it's like you didn't, they don't, you don't need anything. Cause you're just a fan sitting in the stands. Like, so just, you know, cool your jets a little bit, but, but yeah, he was, he was a character. Yeah. He was, he was having a big time, uh, for yeah. sure. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, other scoreboard, um, things that happened, uh, Cody Bellinger, um, was like the, so the, the, usually for most games, they'll have a player give like, three things about themselves, like three facts, and only one of them is actually two. So it's like two lies and a truth. Um, I forget what Bellinger's other two um, were, but they were more interesting than the one uh, that ended up being his truth, which was that uh, he played soccer when he was a kid. (laughs) Yeah, He was like, yeah, he was like, like, and then, you know, they always like follow up with the guy after, and he's like, yeah, yeah, uh, when I was a kid, I really liked playing soccer, um, but then I got to high school, and, um, you know, then I started playing baseball. And then that that was it. And yeah. it's like, dude, you are just a, a black hole of charisma. Um, yeah. Really bad. Complete mimbo. Um, 
Yeah, just yeah, totally boring. Um, to it, it follows the uh, the narrative of of Cody Bellinger. We'll put it that way. Yes. Um, another one of our rapidly favorites, uh, favorites in big quotes, um, uh, is this that stupid artificial intelligence uh, segment that they do. Um, so they're still they still insist on doing it. Um, it's getting get, it's getting worse, quite honestly. Yeah. Um, like last time that they asked the kids, "Oh, what's your favorite animal?" and like the kids said like horse, and then it, like the the picture was like of a gorilla or something. It's like it didn't even like get it right. I'm like, what the fuck? And like, why didn't you change it then? It's like that was pre recorded. It's not it's not live. They go right. interview some kid like before the game in Gallagher Way. And then they're like sitting in the stands with the picture. So this one actually was had some semblance of, of coolness, but it was also bizarre. So they the, this little animated like I don't even know what he is. Is he like a in my is mind? It, I'm picturing, is it like a hot a hot dog? Yeah, I guess so. In my mind, I'm picturing like the hamburger helper, you know, chef glove with a face. But he's some sort of, sort of anthropomorphic something, a hot dog. And um, he's like, "What's your who's your favorite ball player?" And the kid goes like Ryan Sandberg because he is good at defense or something like that. Yeah. And then he goes, and who's your favorite band? And then the kid goes Kiss because it's my dad's favorite band. I think that's what he said. Yeah, and, or it was like it was like what was your last Halloween costume? And then like uh, Kiss because my family loves Kiss or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so and then like um, so then I go like Ryan Sandberg Kiss. Like what is this kid? Like forty years old? Yeah. Um. Which is totally bizarre. Like I feel like it's totally something like his dad made him say, um, but it was it was bizarre. I actually I think the guy in front of me heard me say that and laugh too. Um, nice. I, but I just said it out loud, like just out of out of instinct, honestly. And um, yeah, so like he, uh, so then they do it and they show the the thing and it it's like a guy who like kind of has Ryan Sandberg's hair and a Cubs uniform, but kiss kiss makeup, and um, you know he's has a baseball mitt or something, and it actually did look cool. It was like one of the cooler ones that turned out, but like it was bizarre that this kid had these answers. And he was like, he was like, I don't know, like eight, nine years old or something. Maybe. Yeah. It would, no, it would have been funny if they would have kept going with that, man. Like, right. you know, they asked the kid, like, what's your favorite movie? And he's like the dirty dozen. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, what's your favorite drink? It's like, yeah, uh, a glass of draft beer, but like putting some salt in it a little bit, you know, <laughs> just like- Carter 76. <laughs> you know, something like that. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was bizarre. But yeah, Jeremy, I, I think the best part of that that was a good line by you. Like that was a, a good observation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was. I mean, it was low hanging fruit too. It was just like right there. But like, it was bizarre that he was like naming like Sandberg was barely my time, and Kiss was way before my time, and I'm five years five years older than you, Jack. So like, <laughs> yeah, like talk about a stretch. But anyway. No. For sure. Um, all right. So yeah. So that game, the game wound up. Uh, you know, Cubs won. Uh, took a c- took a nice one from the from the Orioles. Um, I guess uh, ten to ten to three was it? I, I think, think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, granted, it was against Cole Irvin. Um, but uh, but yeah, it got tied up there again late, and then um, uh, or it got close late, and then the Cubs pulled away. Um, Hendricks had a nice win for us. I think it was our ninth time seeing Hendricks start. Uh, which is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, but then we went uh, to the bus and uh, tried our luck in the uh, Orioles sweepstakes. Um, we, we rushed out to the, to the, to the bus and um, you know, we, we, we made pretty good time. It went about as smooth as possible. We get out there and um, there's one guy out there already 
and it's uh, it's Dennis, the gray grapher. Yeah, we we found out today that his name was uh, that his name was Dennis. Um, uh, and so yes, he is the gray grapher. Uh, gray because you know he his hair is gray and he's got like a gray goatee, but he also has a gray disposition. <laughs> yeah, um, he's a sourpuss, as Jack put it. He is. He's he's very much a sourpuss, <laughs> a curmudgeon, a uh, craggy guy, whatever you wanna whatever you wanna call it. Um. He was wearing uh, Orioles stuff, and the first thing he said to you was a criticism of the fact that you weren't doing that. Yeah, so, like, he, yeah, I, I have this image of him, like, if, just imagine, like, a, a POV camera shot going right up to Dennis wearing a goofy, like, fucking, like, brand new, like, Orioles hat and, like, a Orioles hoodie, and he's like, hey, you gotta wear Orioles gear, and then he points at my head, he's like, what is that? And like, so footnote, we, we went to the, the Beloit Sky Carp game beforehand and I, uh, the night before, and I bought a Sky Carp hat. I figured, well, why not break it in, uh, you know, the next day at this Orioles game. And he's like, what is that? And like, he threw me on my heels so much that I didn't even know how to answer him. And I'm like, uh, Beloit. And he's like, oh, he's like, oh, was that Marlins? And then like, that was kind of it, but it was just kind of like, you got to wear Orioles gear. And then like, you know, it turned out that I would get way more autographs than he did. And it's like, we've never, you know, I'll wear something of the team if I have it, but you know, they're, the guys aren't coming up to, to you and saying like, Oh, Hey, you're wearing an Expos hat. Sorry. No, no signature for you. Yeah. It's like, if you got it, then it couldn't hurt to wear it, but it's like, it's certainly not a prerequisite. And, listen up like the guys the, the players don't give a shit they don't no. really give a shit. they're either gonna sign for you or they're not yeah you know? it has so. zero zero impact no yeah. now i don't know if he was trying to like kind of razz me a little bit in the sort of like kind of like ribbing like you know whatever familiar sort of way but he is such a sourpuss that you wouldn't tell you couldn't tell and it, it comes across as like more complaining basically no, for sure. Um, and like he's also a guy too. Like you know, the last time we got graphs, he was like, "Hey, you got to call for these guys." Like, <laughs> yeah, it's right. Like, yeah, dude, I know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he was on my right, and you were on my left, just because my left is my good ear, and you know, you 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 always end up on my left, just so we can talk and you know, point out players and stuff. So anyway, he's on my right, and he uh, he kind of like taps my shoulder, and he's like, he goes, "Hey." He goes, hey, my foot is on the stench. You smell that shit? And then, like, I, I look down, and his shoe is covering, like, uh, like a, a hole in, like, the manhole cover that we're all standing over. Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes you can smell sewage right in that area, which is yeah. kind of fucked up because, like, the yeah. players are right about to come here. But he's just he just asked me, he's like, he points out that he's standing on it. Yeah. And like to to cover it up, like it's some like grand gesture, and he's like, "Hey, you smell that shit?" Um, <laughs> so that was weird. Uh, yeah, you know, whatever. A little time passes. I think a few players like came and didn't sign. Um, and then so I, you know, I say to him, uh, I, I was like, "Hey, uh, you know, Wells, uh, Wells signed in the park for us." And he looks at me. He's got. He puts like a real sour look on his face, and he goes, "I heard." Um, <laughs> So that was funny. And it's funny because like, I don't think any of us told him that Wells signed. So he must have heard it from somewhere else and like was probably pissed about it because yeah. I don't think Wells signed outside the park. Um, then at one point, there was this player who peeled off to get an Uber in the same way that Sawinski did a few nights back. Um, and, you know, we all saw him, but we couldn't figure out what it was. It was a tall guy. We thought maybe it was Felix Bautista, uh, which it turned out not to be. But um, anyway, like that happened and we were all trying to figure out who it was. And then so I, I turned to Dennis and I'm like, 
well, at least it wasn't Palmer. And he goes, who? And I said, <clears throat> I just said, at least it wasn't Palmer. And then he didn't, he just didn't react to it at all. So it's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, all right, dude. Like, you know, I'm just trying to make some conversation. And then right. for like the coup de gras, I, uh, to, to sort of finish up like, you know, what I observed about the guy or what we all observed was uh, when we were over at the Cubs bus, he had he was already over there and it was like him and like oh, th- two or three other older graphers. Uh, and, and we saw Morel and Miguel Amaya like uh, walk um, out of the uh, out of the park and in the direction of the hotel. So like Dennis and these three, these two or three older graphers were, you know, we're just like, fuck it. We're going to try to go get them. So they, like, kind of pathetically uh, go off in a different direction to try to, like, intercept Morel and Amaya as they got to the front entrance of the hotel. So they go. About 10 minutes later, they come back. Um, and I uh, I asked Dennis, I'm like, so did, did you get Morel and, and Amaya? And he goes, they said no. Uh <laughs> So it's like I like that Morel. Morel. It turned out it was Morel that rejected Dennis. So yeah. it's like, yeah, that that just shows you like you know what what he's got going on for him. So yeah, De- Dennis was um you know Dennis was there, and that I, that is not the last time we're gonna see Dennis either. Oh, absolutely not. No, I no. I, I didn't really say it, but I I've I, I've seen Dennis at the uh, I've seen him before that Red series. Like I've seen him sure. around different times, but never crossed paths with him. But like yeah, like yeah, it was just like. Um, he said no. It's like, <laughs> it's like almost as if he was like he said no to me. Like it's, it was almost like he just left that part off. But would so it was it was just funny and it's funny because because we had just gotten him then like the two nights before and he's like signs for everybody and they ran after to get him, which is always a bad. It's like if you're gonna run after a guy to get him, you 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 want to make sure you get him. Right. Or else it's just really it's really reject. Uh, like dejecting, um, but but Jack, should we say the thing? I feel like that leads right into this other thing, but it didn't happen yet. So sh- should we save it or like go back to it? Uh, uh, yeah. Um, was it the uh, the Amaya, thing? The Amaya thing. Oh, the the Amaya thing. No. Uh, uh, yeah. We we might as well uh, we might as well say the Amaya thing now since it ties into that. You know. Okay. So there's yeah. more. There's more to the. So like, let's put the the Orioles bus on hold because. So now fast forward to like we're over by the uh, Cubs bus and it's, yeah, Dennis and these other guys just ran after Morel. They so they go like so before they they peel off they're like they're they're like oh there goes a uh, uh, Morel and Amaya and then no it, no matter what happens when you um when you're down there graphing um someone says oh here comes Morel. And then another guy goes, Morel, he's coming. It's like, yeah, Morel. So like when a guy comes, inevitably his name gets said out loud three or four times with just yep. people relaying the name back to each other, whatever. So they, when they spot him, they're like, there goes Morel and Amaya. And then the guy goes, Morel and Amaya. And like, yeah, you want to go after him? Like, all right, yeah, let's get him. I need Morel, whatever. So these guys peel off, they go get him. Um, they're gone for like, yeah, like about 10 minutes or something like that. Then they come back and then you ask him, Hey, did you get morel? He's like, yeah, he said no, whatever. And then like, not even like 30 seconds after that happens, this bonehead who's behind Dennis, some guy, some like security guard is going to the Cubs, Cubs (laughs) parking lot. And this guy leans, he like leans over the, the, the railing and in like the loudest fucking voice possible, he goes like, Hey, did Amaya come out yet? <laughs> and everybody turns around and looks at him. And we're like, 
He just left. He just he just walked by. And then the guy goes, he goes, what? What? He just went, where? He just came by. He's like, where? Into the parking lot? And Dennis goes like, no, we went on foot. We just went after him. We just got back. And he's like, oh, man. And, like, <laughs> and he's like, oh, man, I was trying to get him. And then he's like, and then he goes like, he's like, thanks for telling me. And, and then he just turns around and walks out of the corral. And as he's walking out of the corral, he goes, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we man. All, we were all laughing. That was that was amazing, dude. And the funniest part is like he had, he had his wife and two kids with him too. Yeah, yeah. It's almost as if he promised them that he's like, "Don't worry, I'll get Amaya. Like I'll spot him." <laughs> and like he just fucking walks. Like what? Where was this guy? Like I don't know if he was. I assumed he was standing there the whole time. Maybe I, I want to say he was standing there the whole time, man. Yeah, I think so. And like, and not only did he miss it, but he was comp- he was so fucking dumbfounded that he missed him. He's like, what? <laughs> He just went by like it was it was so crazy. Yeah, it was it was, so, it was. and like the fact uh, that this guy didn't make a peep the entire no. time he was standing there and all of a sudden it was like this huge gambit to try to get Amaya that just yeah. failed immediately. Yeah. Um, and and like and we and like I you know it's rude to laugh in someone's face but we were all laughing and we couldn't we couldn't control ourselves. Like I couldn't control myself. Like even Dennis was even Sourpuss Dennis was like laughing about it. Like we were all laughing about it. And then like yeah, then Chris goes like, "Hey Miguel." Like, you know, like he like tried to like fake him out and stuff yeah. and like it was just like we, you couldn't help but pile on at that point. But no. the best the best thing was when he was walking out of the corral and he goes, "Ah, shit." <laughs> <laughs> oh that was great Um, oh my god uh that was that was one of the funniest moments i think in our whole time of graphing i think it was it was yeah Uh, that was uh that was an all-timer for sure um so good uh well i guess to rewind to the uh the orioles bus a little bit um jose hernandez came out uh, uh he got hernandez got a little tied up with some guy i don't know if he knew him from his playing days like if that was a former player i'm i'm not sure um, it was just like kind of this big, uh, this yeah. big like '40s, '50s something guy who was with his son, um, yeah. and like you know Hernandez kind of went to the side and like talked to this guy for you know probably three or four minutes. Um, eventually, though, Hernandez did come over and like sign for us, so that was cool. So we got Jose Hernandez, not the Pirates pitcher, but the uh, Orioles bench coach who former uh, Cub, played former for the Brewer. yeah former Cub, former Brewer. I got him on a Brewers card, Jeremy, and I think you got him on a Cub. Yeah. Uh, Cubs card. I think he set the all-time record for strikeouts in a single season when he was a Milwaukee Brewer. Or I think they may have benched him at the end of the season so he wouldn't set that. Um, yeah. It was one of those. Anyhow, yeah, uh, played for a long time. Knew him one of the when... first, <clears throat> one of the first guys I remember like striking out like 180 plus times. Oh yeah, almost absolutely. on a regular basis in the season. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. We tried to get him last year. And we didn't. And if you recall, uh, Jack, remember the other guy who tried to get him last year? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He had like a big glossy like photo of Jose Hernandez and he didn't get him. And then he just leaves real dejectedly and says to us, well, good luck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that was the good, original- man. That guy should have come back. Hernandez yeah. Hernandez signed for us this year. So Yeah, the original sad sack. Um, yeah. yeah so that, that was funny. But yeah, it was very cool to get him. I, yeah, I love this. Card. It's, a, it's actually a rookie card on the Cubs. It's fantastic. So very, very happy to add that to the PC. Um, I think we can go kind of quickly with these next couple guys. guys. Um, Cody Ashey came out. We got him. Yep. Um, 
we were thinking it would be hard to spot him. And there was like a, sh- a shorter guy on the field pregame that we thought might've been him. But when he came out, it was pretty clear that it was him. Uh, we got him and it was pretty good. Um, so I was cool. I got him on a white Sox card. Jack, would you get him on Phillies? I, I got him on, I got him on a Phillies heritage card and I'll say this Dennis. Um, so we'll get to this guy in a second, but we're, we're calling, I just call him fake cards guy. Um, mm-hmm. but like, Dennis Dennis gave that guy a Cody Ashy card, so it's like, okay. you know, Dennis oh, does yeah. have a, a history of like giving people cards if they need them, which is cool. But uh, yeah. yeah, I got Ashy on a Phillies Heritage. Uh, looks looks really really good. Uh, so that's a that's a nice auto, nice card to get signed. Um, yeah. So Adley Rushman uh, came well, out. Um, real, Jeremy, real quick, you, you real mentioned, quick, uh, real yeah. quick before that, I just want to, we got Freddie Gonzalez too. Just knock that one. Oh out. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. We got Freddie Gonzalez and Jeremy. Your friend actually played for Freddie Gonzalez too. Yeah, former coworker of mine, Brian Ward, uh, was a relief pitcher in the in the major leagues for a while. And like, yeah, I remember talking to him about baseball, and like he said, like Freddie Gonzalez was his manager. And um, yeah, I wanted to kind of throw that out there. Um, you know with the caveat that like <clears throat> Freddie Gonzalez has managed for years and years and played with a million, like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of different guys. So, um, you know, I wasn't quite sure if he would remember him, but so I, I phrased it in a way that would kind of give him an out, um, instead of saying like, Hey, do you remember my friend, Brian? Like I just said like, Hey, uh, Freddie, my, my friend, Brian Ward played under you uh, for a couple of years. And he looked at me, he's like, yeah, yeah. Like that was kind of it. So it's kind of unclear if he like, you know, he didn't say anything else like, oh, yeah, I love Brian, like love Wardsy or whatever. Um, sure. I looked it up and he, he did play from two two different years in two different uh, like non-consecutive in two different with two different ball clubs. So and he was pretty good and he was a starter. So I, I, I think Freddie Gonzalez probably does remember him. Um, so uh, it was cool. Um, we're trying to get, we're trying to get Brian Ward on the podcast. So maybe we'll, we will do that eventually. Um, so we could talk more about it then, but, uh, but yeah, so that was cool to get Freddie for sure. Yeah, that was, yeah, I got him on a Braves card. Uh, uh he actually had a manager card, so that was cool. Um, yeah. and yeah, you got him on a Marlins. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, so Adley Rushman, um, was, uh, you know, eventually going to come out. Of course, Jeremy, you alluded to this kid, but he was like just kind of a, a middle school age kid and, and all yeah. Orioles gear, but he was he was helping you identify like a lot of the players because it seemed like yeah. he'd he'd grab. I think he I heard him say to somebody that he was from the Baltimore area, but like it seems like he had a lot of experience graphing those guys, which is actually helpful for the Orioles because they have kind of just a lot of like nondescript looking guys who might be hard to spot, like Austin Hayes. Mm-hmm. Um, anyhow, uh, uh, Jeremy, it seems like he had told you that Adley had an exclusive deal with Fanatics, and that's why he never never signs with anybody. Um, yeah, which which both makes sense, but is also really disheartening because that's that's when you know that you have no chance with a guy like yeah. there's always a certain chaos factor like there was with Jazz Chisholm. But like if the guy's got an exclusive contract, like he's not going to sign for us. So yeah. Um. anyway, we did have a plan like we knew that Adley Rushman loved the show. I think you should leave, Um. which we also love Tim yeah. Robinson. Uh, it's great. Um. You know. Would recommend it, but humor is very subjective. So you know, check out an episode and see if it's your thing. But um, if you haven't seen it, uh, but anyway, like our plan was to make a uh, and I think you should leave reference to Adley. Um, Jeremy, you so you you came up with the idea to um, reference the calico cut pants skit uh, sketch. Won't try to go into it now, but there's a, a famous line that says like you know, did you give? Uh, you know, and so we decided to reference that to Adley. We decided to ask Adley if he gave today. Um, <laughs> and so he comes out and, you know, we just yell like, Hey Adley, did you give, did you give today? And, and I said, you gotta give, you gotta yeah, give. You gotta give. 
And then so he like looks at us and like smiles and like nods and then and then walks on the bus. So, yeah, you know, yeah, I got to say, like he gave like a like super cheesing, like like grin, like really smile, like like grin, like laugh sort of thing. So like we I I do feel like we really did get through to him, which is cool. And so like if you're not going to get an autograph, I think guess the next best thing to do is to make the guy laugh like legit. So like that was pretty cool, I got to say. Yeah, it was it was good and it, it was a good reference like uh, it was good context too for that reference. It wasn't yeah. just like it wasn't just like out of the blue. Um it was an appropriate um way to use that reference. So I, I think he appreciated it. So um that I think that was about the best we could do uh, and we did it. Um real quick, uh this guy didn't have a huge impact. He kind of he kind of um you know like he, uh, he he like like a star like he burned very bright and then like <laughs> he just it just kind of crashed. Um, but like he was, he was next to Dennis. So we didn't really see him until Dennis left to go to the Cubs, but he was this, this older guy with a beard. Um, and he, he like, he, he was a big time grapher, but, uh, for, for guys who's, who didn't have any cards, he would like order custom made cards, um, from, from like some lady in Florida or whatever. (laughs) He he had a whole like ring. Um, and and he was talking about how like, yeah, but you know, you gotta be careful because it is copyright infringement and like, you know, it is illegal. And like, he's like, yeah, you know, sometimes these people get shut down or they disappear. He's like, I used to go with this one guy and he just disappeared. And, uh, I, I, yeah, I thought it was interesting because, cause Jack, I, you know, you might not have uh, delved into this territory yet, but, but custom cards is like a big thing Yeah. in, in baseball. Um, and especially for graphers because, you know, you, yeah, you want to get a guy on a card, um, with a picture of them, but sometimes they don't exist. So there are guys who make custom cards and stuff. And, you know, I think the average, um, grapher guy probably also isn't like a great, um, graphic design guy. Sure. Um, I will say like, I, that's where I'm, I'm glad that I have my like, kind of like art school background or my video background. Uh, because I, I, I'm okay with graphic design. If you notice that uh, our our lovely uh, Randall A. Theater artwork, I, I did yeah. whip that together. Um, so so I know enough to to do something like that. Um, <clears throat> I've actually made a couple custom cards, and I've thought about making some other ones for like managers or something. Um, and but I never knew like where to print them. I looked into like printing them at uh, Kinkos and stuff. Um, but this guy clearly like you know did them and like had like a whole like thing and like. Actually, I was so I was actually picking his brain a little bit, um, but uh, but yeah. So he made one of um, Yenny Yenner uh, Cano, who like I actually didn't really know, but I guess he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he got he got uh, Yenner uh, Cano on a on one of his custom cards, um, so it paid off for him. But yeah, we were like we were talking shop there for a second, and he was he was a nice enough guy. I mean, I think he was there last year too for the Orioles, if I remember correctly. Um, so he was there again today. I, I did spoiler it. I did drop by, uh, today and he was there. And so Jeremy, um, was he the yeah. guy at the end last year who got Hyde's autograph and I, then was super I, excited about it? Yes. I think it was Jack. That's I think what it, I thought. I, Cause the Hyde card was a custom card. So I think it was this yeah. fucking guy. Yeah. I think, I think it was Jack. Um, and I just remember that the guy last year was a big burly guy. And so was yep. this guy. So, um, yeah, it was him. Um, so yeah, and he, it's actually funny. He got Ashy today, and I, I, I kind of, I kind of spotted Ashy for him and told him he was coming. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy, that guy gave me this the card yesterday. Nice uh, of him. So like, yeah, that that's like the follow. I didn't know that he gave him an, an Ashy card, but uh, he got it signed today. 
Ah, good. Okay, yeah, De- Dennis would be happy about that. Maybe. Um, yeah, <laughs> maybe if something can make him happy. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, you know, Jeremy, I'm, I'm glad you remembered to yes. write this one down because it was funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll let I'll let you take this one. So, so, so let's fast, like now let's, you know, cut back in time to, or cut forward in time, I guess, to the, uh, to the Cubs lot. We're almost wrapping up here, folks, but, um, the, uh, the, we're over by the Cubs, uh, parking lot and, um, some guy, I don't know if it was one of the guys who peeled off with, with Dennis and crew later I think on. it was. Okay. Yeah. I think so too. Um, he said, is that him? Is that him? And he's like looking down, like, um, what is that? Waveland, um, mm-hmm. like down towards Clark and he's like. There he goes. He's going over there. I we still don't know who the fuck it was. I think it was he, Assad, if I had to guess. God, yeah, right. Because we saw Assad come out, and but I was like, I was in disbelief that it was Assad because no one would do this after Assad. I mean, I, again, I said this then, and I'll say it now. I know that I ran after <laughs> Michael Hermosillo, but <laughs> but that's because I felt like I had unfinished business. Maybe this guy, you know, asked Assad to sign, and then Assad stood him up or something. But like, sure. Um, he just took off running down Clark or down Waveland after Assad. And again, it's a bad look. It's kind of a violation. Like, I feel like the security guards are usually cool, but if you pull something like that, they might be, be pissed at you. Um, so he just ran off and we see him, he just runs away from us. So he actually is like running out into the sunset and like, we see him down the line and we're like, Oh, there he goes. Oh, you know, he's not going to get him. Like, (laughs) And then, like, then all of a sudden, we just see, like, a ball go rolling, like, tumbling away from him. And it's like, oh, he dropped a baseball. And, like, and then he didn't stop for it. He just kept going. And then I think someone said, like, oh, he caught him. He caught him. He got him. Yeah. And, like, and then, like, some girl, some, like, woman picked up the ball. And I think she handed it back to him. I don't even know. But, like, he was just, like, a, like a bumbling fool, like, running down the, the street for, for uh, for I guess, Javier Assad. And, uh, yeah, a ball, like, he dropped a ball. And it probably had, like, fucking, you know, uh, who, like, whatever, like, uh, uh, Nico Horner, like, Dansby Swanson on it. And he, he dropped it on the cement, scuffed it, and rolled down the into the gutter or something. Um, but he looked like a he looked like a goof running after him. And, again, we were all kind of, like, like yucking it up. Like, oh, yeah. We, yeah. And, I, hey, man, like, he dropped that ball right next to the street. And I think it even went into the street at one point. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. Yeah, like he's lucky that like he didn't like get creamed by a car like trying to go after that ball. Um, yeah, because he certainly wasn't paying anything any attention to anything but like where Assad was. So yeah, it was uh, a whole thing. Um, yeah, you know somehow there were still a couple players who had yet to come out. Uh, so you know Miles Masterboni uh, came out, uh, one of the last players out. Jeremy, I, I was he... just talking oh, yeah. to you about yeah, I was just talking to you about how I wanted a Masterboni card now, um, and you had one. Yeah, I mean, and I said to you, Jack, like, you know, up until a week ago, he didn't have any, so don't feel right. too bad. Um, I had just that day gotten in, <clears throat> um, or that night pri- prior, I had gotten in, like, some Series 2 uh, 2023 cards, which just came out, like, even even more recent than Heritage. Um, and Miles Masterboni is in that set, so I did, that was one of the cards I was up to 4.30 in the morning prepping, and I threw it in my book. And sure enough, he came out. I think Hayden Wisniewski came out right in front of him. Yeah. And um, they all, all the Cubs were carrying like these big boxes. I don't know if they were like suit boxes or <clears throat> what they were, but they were all carrying boxes. And Master Boney did have a free hand, and he was kind of trailing behind Wisniewski. So I called him over. I had the the uh, um, the card, and uh, I got him to sign it. I said, "Hey, Miles, I just got this card in the mail." And he's like, "There you go," <laughs> like that. Yep. 
and uh, and he signed it and was off on his own. Um, the reason why I definitely want to bring that up is because uh, there's some listeners of ours, uh, Zach, who was on the podcast before, and his brother Pete. Uh, we have a thread going, and we uh, we're really rough on Miles Master Boney, and I think I've been okay. rough on Master Boney on this podcast. Um, <clears throat> our friend, my friend Pete. Um, I think his phone, his iPhone auto-corrected Master Boney to Master Bonass. Okay. And so, so we just call him Master Bonass. And, um, you know, we're, we're kind of unmerciless, like, uh, like merciless to this guy. And, um, you know, I, I, I have my list of guys <laughs> who I've talked major shit about who I also have their autograph. So add him to the list. The one thing I'll say about Master Boney is that he actually has done, like, two good things since I've gotten that autograph. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel... I feel pretty good about it, but, uh, or, um, you know, so, so yeah, I'm not going to be a, a master bony apologist or, or do any revisionist history. I know what I've said, but, um, <laughs> you know, but, uh, it was cool to get his autograph. So I'll just put, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, for sure. And he he seemed like a nice guy too. So yeah, that was there cool. you go. Yeah. 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 That was, uh, that was funny. Um, yeah. all right. Well, uh, Jeremy, I Ooh. think that's, uh, that's about enough for this one. That was a, that was a long, a long one, but like you said, uh, our next episode, we're going to be recapping a Beloit, uh, Skycarp game that we went to, which was also a load of fun. Um, yeah. First minor league game in a couple seasons. Um, yeah. you know, it was hard to peel away from Wrigley for the autograph opportunities, but, um, there certainly were plenty of autograph opportunities in Beloit and we'll talk about that in the next episode. All right, well, uh, for Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jack Sikowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time. Later. Later.